everyone. Welcome to the 2019 Fake Nerd Podcast Comic-Con Special. We Holy is. shit, my mans, my girls, my everybodies. We have a lot of news to talk about. We do. It is a... A wonderful week, the best, the best week for nerds. Let me tell you, it's Christmas every day when it's it comes to Comic Con. Most wait, wait, wonderful. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What happened? Oh, the trailer for Cats came out. Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, okay. So this is, welcome, the, this is the trailer the for Cats episode. special. It's three hours long. <laughs> no. So let me talk to you about Mr. Mosopoulos real quick. You joke, our, our, our but episode, I could. Our episode yeah. will be titled "The Comic Con 2019 Special," but the thumbnail will just be constant. Pictures it's just of Rebel Wilson from the trailer. Face. Yeah, jeez, it's all, all right. the faces, just faces. <laughs> Can it not? God, too many faces. All right, guys. So we have a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna break them up in terms of you know movies, TV, comics, and then Marvel because that that's why. Come we're on, here. We're being, <laughs> if we're being real, we're here for Marvel. Yeah, but a lot of other things happen, right? Hey, a uh, real question though: Who are we? The Fake Nerd Podcast. No, who are you? You're correct, Ben Magnet. That's you. <laughs> I am Ryan Leopolis. Yeah, yeah. I am not a host, clearly. I am joined by Sparks Witty. Hey, what up? <laughs> and over the electronic telemophono is Brandon T. McClure. Yes. Hi. Uh, just in case you missed our regular episode for this week, Brandon comes over the phone because he had a very busy week, and we are recording both of these things in the same night. But you were just know as that? tired as one year ago. <laughs> just, wow, really, yeah. Oh, my God. But, wow, really? Yeah, that's true. Man, for I'm, different reasons. Yeah, <laughs> for very much different reasons. But we weren't at Comic Con this year, which kind of what's kind of hurt. This is a really good year for Comic Con too. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Save some money. My yeah, wallet's exactly. doing just fine. My, yeah. <laughs> um, my wallet's dying. So I I will it. throw in one thing that I know is not in our news because it's not really in our wheelhouse, but it was something that happened at Comic Con. Veronica Mars had a panel and they dropped the new season on Hulu that night. Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, I know shit. because my girlfriend watched the entire thing yesterday. I saw some of it. I was like, wow, it looks like a decent show. Yeah, that looks like Veronica Mars. Yeah, apparently it's. So I have a really strange history with Veronica Mars. Uh, I watched the first season and then I watched the movie. <laughs> Oh, right, and that was it. Um, I, yeah, I really like it. I was interested in seeing this new sh- this new season. Didn't that movie come out like last year? No, it came out years ago. Did it really? Two wow. years ago. Yeah. I was I was dating Sherry. Wow, was oh, that, while that ago? was a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Man, Veronica Mars. That's cool that it's still kicking. That's yeah. really cool. Well, let's get into our actual. This is the biggest sandwich of our lives. This is the biggest bread and butter maybe we've ever had. Maybe except, sure. Maybe except E three. Yeah. So let's get started, baby. All right, we're going to start off with some uh, regular movie talk. None of that nonsense comic book stuff. We're going to talk about Terminator, my guys. Do you guys like Terminator? Um, I did. I've heard of that franchise, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. We saw that trailer a month or two ago, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, yeah. we're all somewhat interested in that movie. Mm-hmm. They released a, re- a lot of really cool shit that makes me super excited for this movie. Sure. Uh, they've announced that Edward Furlong is coming back as John Connor. As from T two, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah kid that, from was T2. The, that was that really? was the biggest question coming into Dark Fate, like with the first trailer, and with the biggest question, like where is John Connor? So I'm happy to see this confirmation yeah. that he's back. Uh, yeah, uh, Diego Luna might be a T one thousand. Sure, maybe possible. Okay. Well, so that's the thing. So that that's why I put that there as a question mark because in the in the panel and like the behind the scene feature or somewhere it says he's a T one thousand, but a T one thousand is completely liquid. Terminator. So you'd think this would be a different model. T one thousand Mark two, maybe. Do you think? Oh, he Mark maybe Mark two, but they wouldn't call it the T one thousand. Then he called something else. Yeah. T two thousand. Whoa. T two K. So Arnold will be a T eight hundred again, and his name's Carl. <laughs> What's up, Carl? Yeah, that Carl. That goes, against, <laughs> that goes against the first thing we heard about, where James Cameron was like, "I wanted, I wanted Arnold to be a human character that they based the Terminator models off of." Hey, he could be both. 
No well, it could be, but this is but this is interesting that they they've changed that or at least or sure. it was never yeah, the yeah. case. Yeah. Right? Hey, uh, real quick, does anyone know if Eddie Furlong has done any acting since T two? Yes. Okay. Yes. In the early two thousands, he was in a, in a prison movie called Animal Factory. Okay. Uh, I believe Willem Dafoe's in it. It's okay. really really good, but he hasn't done very much. But he he shows up here and there. Okay. This I is, just I just wanted to know if there were like any acting chops there. Yes. He. I'll tell you what. He's only done one movie since nineteen ninety. Because, like, I respect bringing back the original actor, but I'm like, can he act? It's like the kid from Unbreakable who's in Glass. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's not that good of an actor, but it's cool that he's there, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah, um, Mackenzie Davis is going to be playing an enhanced human. She's the lady we saw in there who's doing, like, cool flips and shit. Uh-huh. And she has, like, weird skin when she gets hit. Yeah. I thought she was going to be, like, a weird Terminator, but it looks like she might be a human, like, uh, robot. Yeah. Like, a human yeah, with they, cybernetics. They talk about it as, like, the Resistance gives some people these kind of enhancements so they can go back in time and do these like suicide missions. Oh shit, that's dark. That's dark yeah. fate. Yeah. Wow. That's dark fate. I see what you yeah. did there, Ryan. Uh, this movie will explore the consequences of destroying Cyberdyne at the end of T2. You know, Miles mm. Dyson. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. It's one of the best scenes in movies. Yeah, yeah. A really good I think scene. about that all the time. Cyborg's dad. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Anything else you guys want to talk that, about Terminator? That's really, that's really it. They did release a featurette where, you know, they talk about it being rated R and we didn't see a lot of the stuff that they that they showed at Comic Con um, because they just won't release it online, which is actually good for them. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it is a little frustrating, see, because I'm very curious about what's what else is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, they kind of wet my whistle, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm way more interested. I agree. Uh, Linda Hamilton's going to say the f word a lot. Yeah, and the fact that it's rated R, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Not that the other movies haven't. Have they been well, so so Terminator. So I looked this up. So Terminator Three was rated R, but after that, they're all PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because T one, two, and three were all R, and then <laughs> Salvation and Genesis were PG thirteen. All right. Uh, so cool. I like I like Terminator. I hope this is good. I believe in that'd be cool. Over. Yeah. Uh, I'm Excuse I'm hoping me. for a Terminator win. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. So here's a talk about another movie uh, getting a sequel thirty years later. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. So I don't I, I like Top Gun movie. It's it's fine. Uh, I love Top Gun. I love I love this trailer because it's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, so, modern Tom Cruise. Uh, Brandon probably saw this too. Patrick Willems retweeted someone who said that the reason he's so excited for the Top Gun Maverick movie is because it's really just a meta-contextual film for life. Tom Cruise's career. Yeah, 100%. And so, I'm like, yeah, yeah if you like, say that, in I'm the, in. In the trailer, it's like, you know, you could have been a two-star admiral, but you're still just flying planes. What's up with that? And that's absolutely Tom Cruise. You're just making these crazy and action movies. You just movies. won't die. <laughs> you just won't die. Why don't you just do a drama, Tom Cruise? Stop trying to kill yourself for entertainment. And I'm like, and- that's so perfect. Yeah, so he's so he's actually flying those planes, and one of the things that I find just funny is that if he was actually a now sixty-year-old fighter pilot, uh, they'd never let him up in a plane. There's no way the Air Force would let them. Would let yeah, that his happen. reaction time and all that stuff—that's absolutely true. But you know, yeah, fake movie stuff. Uh, exactly. I and lo- look, Christopher McQuarrie is working on it. I love him. That's I why like I'm Tom Cruise right now. Hey, you know yeah. what? I'm 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 in. Uh, I don't love Top Gun. It's not my favorite film ever. It's not even like top twenty, but I'm interested in this. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Top Gun is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's I fun. Have, I mean, when I was a kid, before I turned out to be six two and have horrible eyesight, I wanted to be a naval aviator. I wanted to be a fire pilot. Playing with the boys. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. But see, I was still. You so, made volleyball scenes. Yeah, but seeing this trailer, I'm actually really into it. I'm like, okay, you got me. I know it's just a teaser, but I'm 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 curious because Top Gun is one of those things like I don't need a sequel to Top Gun. I don't care. I'm, we have it's, the one movie. Yeah. We're fine. It's, That's um, it. It, it reminds me. <clears throat> Dr. 
vibes. It mm-hmm. reminds me of Blade Runner 2049, not in the quality same level but yeah. like you're making the sequel that's absolutely unnecessary but like oh yeah. you it actually might be really good yeah no i don't have a love of top gun as you do for blade, blade runner ryan but i'm still like I'm, i can dig it i w- i would not mind seeing this movie when it comes out i just need to make you sure heard it he- you heard it here for her first folks blade runner and top gun same quality hell yeah what Okay. I was kidding. Let me tell you. Um, the fact that Christopher from Christopher McQuarrie, who uh, who did, who's done the most recent Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. uh, yes. he turned those movies into something truly special. He's Edge like, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, exactly. And he's writing this movie. He's not directing. Guy did Tron Legacy and um, what's that Alien movie with Tom Oblivion. Cruise? Oblivion. He did Oblivion. Uh, I'm not crazy about Oblivion, but his visual style is great. And, oh, I like <clears> I like Oblivion. It, it's it's fine. It's not bad. Um, I think just. It just looks like a great. It looks good visually. Like, the aerodyne- like it's not CGI. Yeah, like the real ass jets. Like visually, the like the first shot of Tom Cruise flying, and then you could see the ground or how close he is to the ground on his jet. It's an, it's, it's it's impactful. Like, I'm in like, a weird in a weird way. Yeah, I'm like this is Top Gun. Yeah, like this is like he's in a modern Nora plane, and then that last shot of that F-14 Tomcat splitting off uh, over the mountains. I'm like. Oh, talk to me, goose. All right, so uh, all right, that's all. I'm, I'm excited. That's we all are I have to say done about Top talking Gun. about geese, and we're gonna move <laughs> on to brothers, the Russo brothers. You guys know about them, right? Whoa. They released the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, I've heard of them, yes. So they are producing adaptations of something called Grimjack and Battle of the Planets. I'm not sure what about Grimjack is, but I definitely know about Battle of the Planets. That's an old-ass anime that's very cool. It's very Star Wars-inspired. Do you guys know anything about Grimjack or Battle of the Planets? I do not. But I know nothing about either of these movies. Yeah. I do have a question, though. Did any news about the Magic the Gathering anime pop up at Comic-Con or no? I want to say... Because I think the only news article of Russo Bros I've, uh, I've heard is this um, Grimjack so, stuff. So uh, the, only, the only news that came up was that they talked about it could spin off into a live-action thing, but that's it. There's okay. nothing else. That, that is the only thing that yeah. came Basically, up. they're doing the animated thing, and that's open for live-action oh, stuff afterwards. The, for Magic the Gathering? Yes. Okay. I, thought, uh, I didn't know. There you go. Like, Grimjack stuff. is the main character of a comic book originally published by the American company First Comics. Uh, Give it to me. Hold on. John Gaunt, alias Grimjack, was born in the Pit, a slum area of the pan-dimensional city of Snowshire, where both magic and technology, humans and aliens, intermingle. His mother, Anya, died in childbirth. John had two older brothers, Nick and Jake. His father <laughs> married An- Anya's sister, Mate? Yeah, where's the plot? And they have one child together. I don't want the biography. When John was about five years old, old Nick attacked and killed Jake in a drunken rage. Oh, no. He was sentenced to prison but later escaped. The day he returned home, uh, the sister vanished. It is unknown whether old Nick killed her or not. Uh, Following the death of four brothers, survived on the streets by stealing... Blah blah blah. This is a bad log line, Sparks. I need a log line. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good one. <laughs> Dark. This sounds really boring. I'm sure it's cooler than that. The Russo brothers. This are doing is a, it. a, a. If you look up a picture of it, it's real. It's something. I don't know. All right. Whatever. So the Russo brothers are working a couple things. We don't know anything about them. That's great. Can we hey. talk about some animation time? Sure. Well, they well. talked about this at their pa- at their panel, which was a conversation with the Russo brothers, um, which revealed really nothing. And I think a lot of people were kind of hoping that we'd hear a lot about like. Avengers Endgame things, but one of the things that I really appreciated was that they were asked about the ending of Avengers Endgame again, more specifically about how they differentiate between uh, the Marxismophilia interpretation of the ending and how and their uh. interpretation of the ending. What I appreciated a lot was that they said, you know what, the beautiful thing about this film is that it is open to a different interpretation. The fact that they that they interpreted someone it just talks about the writing process and all the avenues that we can go down. And I would appreciate that. What I appreciate most about that was specifically that they finally said it is essentially the way they said was 
it is fine. It is up to us to interpret it in the way that we feel makes more sense. And I, I, I'm very happy with that answer. Finally given that answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Marcus and Mephili also had a panel, and at their panel, they were like, yeah, I've heard that theory. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones who are ticking me off about this whole thing. Same. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I've realized Marcus and Mephili have been ticking me off for years. So. Yeah, secretly, they've been the enemy, not the Russos. <laughs> oh, right. No. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move over from the Marvels, even though <clears throat> Grimjack's not a Marvel thing, to the Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers animation, my mans. Okay. My mans. This was... About- this was- this was during the Batman the the Batman Hush panel. Shh. Hush. Hush. <laughs> Let's talk about Superman Red Sun. <gasps> Wait. Yes. Yeah, so, you didn't hear this? Uh, no. Yeah. So Ben. Yeah. Uh, during the Batman Hush panel, they took the opportunity to talk about the different uh, movies coming out later. Uh, one of them was Superman Red Sun. <gasps> they are doing an, an animated an adaptation of Superman Red Sun. I've been wanting this for years. That's a good book. Oh, don't f it up, please. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, Dave Gibbons. Uh, gr- uh, great uh, dr- uh, dr- artist of Watchmen said he was originally tied to do that book and then he didn't do it and he re- regrets not doing it. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that oh, would have been a very different that, looking book. That would have been, been very been different. Very oh, cool. I am so, I cannot believe, well, I've, uh, you yeah. can't believe it. We just told you. No, I can't. Believe it. I'm just happy that they're finally doing it. I've been wanting a Red Sun animated film for quite ever since I read it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this would be a really good animated movie. Now they're doing it. Or a great and season uh, of I'm Super really, Hope. I'm really looking forward to the Clark Kent sex scene with Lex Luthor for it. Uh, <laughs> Is it going to be a gargoyle? <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> blah. It would probably be. Well, yeah. I, I I hope not. I hope for good things from any of the animated films, but. Uh, there is no voice cast attached to this. No writers or directors. Uh, we only know it's that's happening. It's good. It looks like it's going to be a while in the future, which I'm okay with. But oh. well, no, it's next year. So oh, it's next year. Oh shit! The film is is happening. Uh, they they just don't know. They just haven't told us who's who's a part of it. Okay. But uh, so we have a. Uh, th- <clears throat> I didn't hear about uh, these two. Uh, Justice League Dark is getting a sequel movie called Apocalypse War. Yeah. And that's not the Dark Side War, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. It's uh, weird that it is strange. It's weird that Justice League Dark is tying with Apocalypse because that's like magic versus like Superman alien stuff. Sure. So it's kind of yeah. weird that Apocalypse is tied into this. Huh. And Dark Side. Yeah, that is strange. It's, they don't usually tie together, which could be an interesting dichotomy. Who knows? Oh my God, Ryan. I just, no, my brain just had a stupid brain fart because when you said Apocalypse, I thought the X Men character. Not yeah, right? The, we not were, the planet we were, we were no, Dark Side about is. <laughs> Dark Side is, baby. We were just talking about Apocalypse, like the character Apocalypse a few minutes ago. And oh, wow, uh, brain. Eisner Award winning uh, Mr. Miracle, mm. uh, Tom King, and Mitch Jarrods. Uh-huh. Bong, I love yeah. you. Dark side is Superman. Man of Tomorrow is an original story, an original animated movie. I didn't hear about this either. This sounds cool. Yeah, and again, no information about like story, but it is an original Superman story. Is this uh, what first original animated? Oh, oh first Fatal original Five. Superman. Uh, no, Fatal Five would, I, would be like Justice League. Uh, first original Superman story, certainly. I think. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah, Superman story. Okay. Yeah. Because they've done original Batman's original Justice League. So I think oh, this is yeah. the first uh, Superman. Huh. It's, yeah, that's cool. And it's got the most generic like Superman title, Man of Tomorrow, so that could literally mean anything. It could. In terms yeah. of like, like when you think Man of Tomorrow, you could think Superman for Tomorrow by um was it Jeff Loeb? You mean for all seasons. No, yeah, no, for no. all seasons. That was is, all seasons. Is Jeff Loeb. Who who did was it Brian Azzarello who did for tomorrow? With uh, Jim Lee? Ooh, You're right. Know. Yes, yes. It was Brian Azzarello. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. My memory's not as good. No, that's one of the books I've always been wanting to read. Every time I, I tell myself subconsciously, I'm going to pick this book up at a con because I heard it was really good read, and I always forget. Man. Every single time, I always forget. Whatever happens. That's back when Jim Lee drew stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, getting that comic someday, it's just for tomorrow. 
Yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to hang up now. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is over. <laughs> no, Brandon, don't. End of special. All right. So moving on from uh, uh, regular movie stuff to regular TV stuff. The Toys That Made Us season three is coming. Oh yes! I love this show. What's the, what's the lineup? What toys are we talking about this season? Let me I tell you, hoping, baby. I was hoping it was going to come out soon. The minds behind the smash hit Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us, are back with their signature brand of inside wit and unadulterated love. So we got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here the a little thing called Power Rangers. Oh God, yes. Some ponies. They're a little. They're a little oh. tiny. Oh, tiny are, are they yours? Are they yours? They, they are mine? my little ponies. You got Buttercup <laughs> and Applesauce and Bing Bong. You, you were, you were close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a. Uh, and so it goes My Little Pony and then wrestling figures. It doesn't oh. have like a name. It's just wrestling figures. So I'm it's like, probably yeah. just all the WWE superstar ones and WCW. Um, all that. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the toys that made us always says at least a season of like girls' toys. The, the hard thing is back then there weren't a lot of them, so they you know they can't really Did dedicate you mean a whole episode? season to them. Yes, thank you. An episode. Um, I'm I'm very excited for this. I loved the toys that made us. I thought it was an excellent documentary series. I I didn't watch all of it, but I definitely handpicked a few that like I think there was like a Transformers one. There right? was. Like, yeah, I watched I, a couple. I watched that one twice. I watched the Star Wars one. He man, I watched. I watched. One, yeah. Lego was one of my favorites. I love the Lego episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like the Lego one a lot. I, I've seen them all. Uh, I think they're all pretty excellent. Uh, uh, is... The reason why, so they they don't have a release date yet, which is important because they don't they don't have licensing for all the toys that they did they did they did yet. Oh, so really? they will they will release the series. It's just they're waiting for all the licensing to come oh, through. Wow. It's gonna be really That's... funny if like one of them doesn't go. Through. That is interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, this is pretty neat. Uh, there's a spinoff of that show that's called The Movies That Made Us. I didn't know this. This is also really cool. It's... Yeah. Uh, so Netflix and the, Nan- the Nancell Company, the brains behind the hit docuseries The Toys That Made Us, are bringing you a new, equally deep, nostalgic dive into pop culture that entertains the masses. The movies that made us will have you cheering on John McClane, Die Hard, Kevin McAllister, Home Alone, in this Christmas Eve. You hear that? They said it themselves. Christmas movies, baby. Sorry, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Christmas Eve battles of their lives. It will be you'll be dancing the night away with Johnny and Baby while tamping into the supernatural with a team of ghost-busting scientists. I ain't afraid of those things. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's I'm really, really I'm neat. really excited that about that. That kind of just seems like sounds like behind the scenes making of movies, which I've kind of already seen of all those movies. So I wonder well, if it's going to be like the, new stuff. But that's the thing about the toys that made us. When I'm I'm really hoping for them bringing the formula because the toys that made us doesn't talk about the doesn't just talk about the history of these things. They talk about the cultural impact of the time and the and, and all those things. So it will be a lot of stuff that we've not seen before. Oh, you know what? It, it, talk about Die Hard, Home Alone. Like those are like cultural big movies. So yeah, I think yeah, you're, yeah, it's got like a good Ghostbusters point. too. So that's I would like to watch the Ghostbusters. More, more about for. cultural impact. Yeah. Impact. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. moving sounds mo- interesting. Moving from ghosts to zombies. <laughs> Let's talk about The Walking Dead, a show that just won't die. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> like good on Walking Dead for making it to a season ten. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Dan Aguirre is leaving. I, if oh, I, man, I, I, oh, man. Every season that I don't watch, it gives me another reason to really not watch it more. Yeah. Uh, I watched the trailer for this season, and I'm like, man, they always make good trailers for yeah. Comic Con. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm re hyped, and I'm like, I haven't even watched season nine. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> the last stuff that I read of The Walking Dead a couple years ago was the Whisper War stuff, and I really, really like that stuff. Sure. So it makes me want to watch it, but I'm like now like three seasons two seasons behind i'm like here's here's something i will say that i was thinking about when i was watching that trailer is uh heroes was a great nbc show that i loved in its first season and Same. the whole problem with it is that their intended idea was that you would have a rotating cast as it evolved and they went real hard away from that after season one because they felt their characters were too popular to lose walking dead for it, all its issues has 
come to a point where like they have rotated in almost an entirely new cast uh, at this point. We've lost different than season nearly one. all of the originals. Yeah. There are very few left, and good on them for that. For like constantly re uh, enriching the story with new characters and bringing new people to the forefront. It helps when you have 190 issues of a comic too. And like there, there's still good stuff in the show. I know there is. Uh, it's just hard to to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it is sad uh, Denai Guerrero is leaving. Yeah. She's going on to better things. Yeah, she made, she's in Marvel movies. She made a whole statement about it. Yeah. Uh, very uh, sweet. She's she's happy for her time on the show. There was a teaser trailer for a Walking Dead movie called, the, word. Wa- called the Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was 24 seconds of a helicopter going to a city, New York City maybe. <clears throat> I think I was, that, was that what I was talking Kinda about? Kind of looked I like it, tell. but I couldn't tell. I saw a lot of skylines, not a lot of U.S. Maybe it's Chicago. Like Who knows? Oh, Gotham City, you say? Uh, yeah, so yeah, new, new, new Walking Dead thing coming to theaters. I wonder if that's going to be an actual $50 million movie that's just a movie, or it's an AMC movie that's a lower budget brought into theaters, you know what I mean? I mean, like, again, I stand, uh, you and I kind of talked about this. I imagine it'll have a slightly higher budget, but it doesn't need to go that high above yeah. what they already do on the show. What I mean is, like, is it going to look like a TV movie, or is it going to be a movie movie? Like, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. <sighs> Kind of crazy that they're they're taking it to theaters. I wonder how that response will actually go. Man, there's a lot of fear. Of the Walking Depen- Dead depends <laughs> on where it'll when it will release. I'm, this I'm, is coming from Universal Pictures, yeah. by the yeah, way. I'm pretty sure the fans of Rick Grimes are definitely going to flock to that movie. So, are there fans of Rick Grimes anymore? Yeah, I I, I, I was a fan of Rick Grimes. <coughs> uh, I, then I stopped watching the show. Um, the first spinoff. Oh, the first spinoff. Okay, so there's another spinoff happening? Yes, we kind of touched on this before. Yeah, I don't want to uh, go. This is the law of Walking Dead. That there's a about. spinoff uh, with the, the extra. So what they did say is uh, they joked about there being like, oh, yeah, there's going to be like 10 more Walking Dead shows. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Don't do this. Please don't. Don't do this. No, Walking Dead at first, it, it was it was such a, like, a huge phenomenon, kind of like Game of Thrones. And now it's just falling off like every I feel like every season Walking Dead constantly loses a bunch of diehard fans who were just who were just so into the show like the first I want to say six seasons maybe they're like yes the show is amazing and then when Negan showed up and Glenn died that's when the everyone everything just fell off a cliff oh man I disagree you disagree no that was when the show got revitalized oh, it that was when the that, show was it bad. was when oh, okay. the Negan stuff went Negan on for too better. long yeah Okay. That it got bad. I mean, I don't watch Walking Dead. All like all <clears throat> my knowledge of Walking Dead is through osmosis. No, I understand. I, I understand. No, and I'm, Negan I'm telling you that like killing it's, Glenn was one of the best yeah. things the show did. You know what? Jeffrey Dean Morgan is awesome. You on know the what? Show. I want to say that when yeah, you're right. Because when I I even wanted to watch Star watch, um, watching The Walking Dead when I heard about Negan. I have a friend of mine who is a huge Negan fan, and I'm like, okay. I might get into this, and then just the, the seasons kept going on and on and on. I'm like, what's what's going Yo, on here? His bat is named after his dead wife. Yeah, Lucille. That's some crazy I'll t- shit. I'll tell you this: uh, I might not be caught up on Walking Dead, but I know it hasn't fallen as hard off the bandwagon as the last season of Game of Thrones did. So, yeah, there's that. Man, I don't know how many shows could. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, holy moly. Uh, oh boy, it's your turn, Sparky Sparks. It's ooh, time to go me. to the Arrowverse. Oh, I didn't watch any of these trailers. Oh, we were supposed to. I didn't watch. I want to be clear. I didn't even watch them because I'm not caught up. So nor I nor do I think you much. should. Uh, pretty much every season that wasn't Legends ended in massive, uh, massive turns that that directly affect the crossover, and you will be spoiled if you watch anything related to those okay. endings. 
So, once again, I haven't seen any of these shows except for the crossover that we watched last year. Did you have you did you watch any of the CW shows like I when, used to. Okay. I was hard on on Arrow for the first 3 seasons. I was super into Flash in the first 2 seasons. I started getting into Supergirl and then when uh, and then I just stopped halfway through and then things just happened and I yeah, missed yeah. The, like the second half of Arrow, second half of Flash. And I meant to jump on it, and, and then, then a snowball occurs. So at, at, that hap- at that point in time, I had so many other things that I was watching and keeping up on that the arrow sh- that the Arrowverse shows. Oh, they're all going to be up on Netflix eventually. I'll just catch up. Event- I'll just catch up sooner. <laughs> so and then you guys not start- anymore. Yeah. Well, then you guys start saying like, "Oh, this season's bad. This season's bad. Stop! Don't yeah, watch the season. They're not all great. Yeah, they're not all that good anymore. And I'm like, okay, to, to be why fair, waste I, my time? The whole time I was saying Supergirl is good. No, no, that she's the only exception. I am will. I really like Melissa Benoist. She's going to be in Jane Silent. Bob reboot. I really like that actress. I would definitely rewatch Supergirl for her because I really like her as Supergirl. Yeah, but everything else. I love. Legend. I love her. I love her new costume. Yeah, she has a new yeah. Costume? Yeah, oh. she has a new costume. They lost the skirt. She, it's much oh. more. Uh, it's much more in the vein of uh, Superman, uh, Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I like. I like her new costume. I like her new hair. Uh, there, there was some news that's not. I know it's not listed on there, but uh, the actor playing James Olsen is leaving the series uh, uh, for Supergirl. Which oh, is, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, he's leaving uh, midway through the next season. Uh, I think just past the crossover, or maybe just before. Um, that's going to be a big thing. I did not watch these trailers yet. I definitely will. It's not a big deal because I probably wouldn't say too much about them, except I'm probably excited. I'll, the only one I watched was the Flashes, and I got to be honest, it just looked like another season with like a new bad guy. They didn't. So who's the any... guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy from Heroes? Um... Bloodwork. Oh, sorry, I don't know. He's Bloodwork in it, it... the show. Sorry. Yeah, but he was one of the guys from Heroes. He's an Indian actor, but he's not—he's not the painter. Um, I forgot, but Mo- he's joining. Mohinder? I don't think it's Mohinder. Um, well, I'll pain- look him up. The painter wasn't oh. Indian. I, I know. Oh, you're right. The painter wasn't Indian. One second, please. All right, well, uh, keep I, talking amongst uh, yourself. Okay, I, so uh, I just—I'm uh, sorry, but I just did—I just looked up the Supergirl's new suit for uh, CW. It looks really good. I yeah. like the pants. Yeah. So look, I'll put it this way: uh, I know you guys are are going to watch this crossover. It's pretty hyped. Oh yeah. Uh, especially after Comic-Con. We got um, news on it too. I do not know how I don't until the show it starts is Mo I Hinder. won't. It is I, Mo it is Mohinder. Okay. Uh I do not know how you will be able to watch the crossover without watching at least Arrow. Uh the end of the last season of Arrow d- so directly ties to what the crossover is going to be. It seems like the whole season has to be built up to it. Flash well, it, they Flash talk, didn't they really talk give about me that. that. They talk about that in the Arrow in the Arrow, not the trailer for the, for Arrow, but um because I didn't watch that, but like the panel that they're talking about is that Arrow season eight is a lead into the crossover. Yeah, that is yeah, the I entire don't know. Season. I don't know how it couldn't be uh, with the way the last season ended. It, it's it's so like not not too spoilery, but uh, fact of the matter is, at the end of the last season, the Anti Monitor was there with Oliver, and they left together. I'm not going to say any more about it than that, but like it was directly leading into the not, crisis. Not the Monitor, the Anti Monitor. Uh, sorry, the Monitor. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, sorry, boy. <laughs> I misspoke. No, the Monitor. That's hype. Uh, e- that's s- stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, they also made the announcement that John Cryer is coming back as Lex Luthor. Awesome. If you watch the end of the season, you you knew that it was 100 percent obvious. Um, so, uh, any more on the current running shows before we move on to the next show coming out in crossover? Hey, uh, it, we didn't put it on there, but Black Lightning Season 3 is coming out, and that's still going strong. It's not tied to any of this, but, like, uh, that's still a good show, and they talked about it, and there's some exciting casting announcements, but I'm not going to go too far into it because I'm the only person watching it. Um, but yeah, uh, the Arrowverse shows, uh, you guys gotta, you're gonna have to jump on board because there's some crazy news, like... Batwoman? 
Christ. Oh, <laughs> oh, that wasn't the. Go ahead. Though. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, yeah. Let's do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's so, do that uh, one. Brandon Ralph, who plays uh, Ray Palmer, the Adam, the Adam on the show. Yes. Uh-huh. Sorry, I was trying to lead you in. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm, sorry. A, I'm a bad leader. Uh, yeah, Very he plays nice. he plays Ray Palmer, the Adam on the show. Yes. Uh-huh. It was announced that he's going to be playing a character he's played before. Uh huh. Superman. Superman. But th- that wasn't it, because I thought that was it. And You're right. So you, and then you broke the Everybody news. thought that was it, and, and then, then there was more. No, <laughs> I, I remember hearing some, I think I saw an article on Facebook where it said, hey, Brian Routh is going to be Superman Well, here, Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened, and I love this, because I, I, watched the, I watched the panel. It was beautiful. Oh, I watched the, <laughs> this happen. Mark Guggenheim says, so look, yes, Brandon Routh is coming back to play Superman. Brandon Routh's on stage with him. And is like, you know, but you know, once Warner Brothers has a costume and they put it away it's difficult to get it back out so you know i don't know what we're gonna do and then brandon Routh opens his shirt to reveal the kingdom come superman logo that's, oh that's yeah awesome. yes. he says he says i have an idea of what we can do uh and it's like yeah i think we'll go with that yeah okay so, yeah that that's so great that is so great. great uh yeah this was uh this up to the marvel panel this was the news, like for me coming out of Comic Con. I was like, Brandon Rouse coming back as Superman, Kingdom Come Superman. He's gonna have those gray oh, sides, baby. Oh yeah. boy, oh boy. And, and not to and he'll, he will play Ray Palmer also because it's gonna be a five part crossover. We're, we're yeah. in, we're in full blown. Uh, multiverse baby, I love it. Oh, yeah. You have no idea when you told me that today, uh, Sparks. When we were just hanging out before this, we were start recording, you said, "Dude, did you hear the news?" I'm like, "Yeah, Brian was going to be Superman." Did you know what's Superman? I'm like, "No." He told me, and I was like, oh, "I was so jazzed." Yeah, I also. Didn't I was know. so happy. Kingdom Come Superman is one of those Superman that like Kingdom Come is one of my favorite DC books at, of all time. And it was just, a book club. Yeah, and just hearing because I would love to see some iteration of Kingdom Come Superman in any form. I see him on that fake farm. Yeah, animation, live action, I don't care. I just want to see Kingdom Come Superman, a Superman who has lost all hope in humanity. I want to see that. And now I'm getting it at Brandon Routh, who is Wait, 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 hold on. You have that. It's called Man of Steel. Oh. Oh. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. And not to to overshadow (laughs) the other news, but it's also cool that Burt Ward's going to show up. No, absolutely. Burt Ward? so weird. Is he going to be Robin or is he going to be? We don't know. I don't think think he's going to be Robin. I I think it's just going to be a cameo. Yeah. You know what? That... That makes me happy because rest in peace. Yeah, well, rest in peace, Adam West. But having one of the iconic, the the duo of the of the dynamic duo coming back to screen again in this, he would have absolutely. He would have now. So here's my theory. I think he's going to re- play a retired Dick Grayson from that series. I think who, so too. Who took up the mantle of Batman at one time? I think we're going to see. Him play replay Dick Grayson again. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I, think I he's agree. Gonna, I think he's going to be a Batman. One hundred percent. I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. And I think it's only a matter of time before we hear Tom Welling is coming back. See, that's the thing. Somebody from Smallville is coming. These are the announcements that they've told us, so they're keeping cool stuff to their. The chest. actor, the actor who said who plays the Monitor says, "Hey, there's more of these coming." Oh yeah. This this will this is going to oh be God. huge. And before and the, there was a. Um, Shoot, I think it was the end of Supergirl before the last crossover last year, uh, where we see Oliver Queen from Smallville. Yeah, it was. It with it, with the J, with the Flash uh, uh-huh. from the '90s show. Yep. Like we know that 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 uh, version exists in this mm-hmm. multiverse. I think it's only a matter of time before we see that com- before uh, we see this. Definitely. And to have Tom Welling, Tyler Hoechlin, and Brandon Routh all play Superman in one show. Hell yeah! Holy oh. shit, guys! I, uh, holy shit! I, 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 I've been using this phrase like to describe like you know 
Endgame. We talk about Endgame being like the final culmination. Like mm, this really yeah. does feel like their their end of their phase. Like Arrow yeah, was yeah. their Iron Man. Arrow's ending. Like this is their Endgame. So they're gonna go hard. Yes. Where I think we are gonna get really, really it's what, crazy. It's what I've cameos. been dreaming of and waiting for, and it's happening. It's what, yeah, I've, what this is, I've, I've wanted the CW shows to be this crazy, and like, they've been slowly getting there. To yeah. see Tom Welling wearing an honest to god Superman suit. To see Bran Routh in a Kingdom Come Superman suit. Again, it's not confirmed suit. yet, but like, true. Come on. But come we're, on. we're for sure getting Bran and Routh in a Kingdom. Come Superman suit. That is gonna be bonkers. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm way into Tom Welling showing up as Superman. I am. I I'm yeah. actually a little more anticipating and hopeful Flex? for a Justin Hartley Green oh, Arrow yeah, okay. yeah. showing up with uh, yeah. with Stephen Amell's Oliver. I I I'd it. love to see the double Oliver Queen of that. I think the more realistic choice or the more realistic realistic thing that's going to happen if someone from Smallville is going to show up is going to be Justin Hartley as Green Arrow. However, well, but remember, hold on, remember we we saw we pictures. We know we saw pictures of uh, Stephen Amell meeting with Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling for something, and we still don't know what that something is. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. It, they were they're going in on a on a vineyard together. They're making oh, that's wine. Less- that's less no, fun. no, no, I know, but that they did clarify what that was. It was on the table with them, and they said, yeah, we're, we're making this wine together. We went into this together. That's the same shit that Aaron, that Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston pulled. Yeah, I was literally about to bring that up. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. The, walking, or the Breaking Bad sequel, that's actually just alcohol? Yeah, yeah, so we do know what that was. It wasn't for this, but that doesn't mean that this isn't also a thing. It right. would be great to see Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum back. Um, I'm going to throw this out there because it would be wild, just Buck Wild. What if Michael Rosenbaum doesn't show up as Lex Luthor? He's the Flash. He shows up as the Flash. I thought, I had the thought, oh, I had the thought. no. I, I really feel like this is going to be there. This is the only time we get to do this kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, like, I believe it. I oh, believe yeah. It. It's going to get crazy. Oh, yeah. you just broke my mind. I am I am for that. Right. I am Three. For... So, so we're, wait. Uh, Wally West. So, Wally West, right? He played Wally West on Justice uh-huh. League. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, we think we could potentially have three Flashes. Yeah. With, um... Yeah. Oh, you know what? I bet... I bet John John uh, I bet uh, John was the ship. Yeah, I bet he he pulls double duty as the '90s Flash and the Earth Three Jake Eric. Uh huh. Dude, I'm. We're gonna see a lot of body doubles. I think. Yep. There's gonna be a lot of yeah, Superman, I think a lot so of Flash. Too. This is gonna be. This is gonna be crisis. This I, is gonna be nuts. I am so ready for Crisis on Infinite Earths. You have yeah. no idea right now. Yeah. It's oh really, man, it's, it's really cool. This is and awesome. It's gonna be five hours long. Yep. Because Batwoman is getting involved <clears throat> as well. Oh, that's right. Oh, the small bit of Batwoman news yes. I have that that Hush will be in the show. Yes, that's oh, pretty cool. I'm sweet. glad they found somewhere think, to put him. I think that's really great that Hush is in the show because obviously they don't want to use Bruce Wayne. Hush is a really good uh, placement. You could have him be pretending to be Bruce Wayne like he does in the comics, and have uh, Kate be like, "Wait a second, this is this is right. You're gone." Oh my god, or something like that. That'd be really cool if they full up just go the Bruce Wayne so, route. Yeah. So I've been yeah. enjoying mostly Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow. Flash has tapered off a little, and Arrow was fell hard in the second half of this last season. But I am way on board right now with the CW shows. I'm so happy. And to be honest with you, it would not shock me if Black Lightning gets thrown into this multiverse too. I at least just for the crossover. I yeah, want yeah, uh-huh. that'd be fun. Uh-huh. It's Crisis on Infinite Earths. I feel like they should. Yeah, it hasn't. That hasn't come up, but it would not shock me. And I'm, uh, I'm way into it. I want to yeah. read the book again. I really want to read this book again. Just bringing Brandon Routh and being like, yeah, yo, this is a multiverse. We can pull from anything. And I'm like, great, good, do it, hey, yes. Hey, yeah. Brandon, refresh my memory, but Marv Wolfman wrote the original arc, right? For Crisis? For, wait, for King, Crisis, yes. Okay. That was Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Right. Hell, he yeah, did the did. art, right? George Perez was the art. Yeah, okay. 
I'm just yeah. I'm so excited. Everybody, come along this journey with me. It's going to be great. Come with me. <laughs> and you'll yeah, I'm gonna see... now that they're all leaving Netflix. I, I do want to try and catch up before the new season starts. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. Oh, I'll probably do my best to catch up on at least Supergirl, but no promises, unfortunately. All right, Legends, guys. Legends what, is fantastic. What I will do okay. if I if it's impossible to catch up on on everything, I will do my best to get as caught up as I can to start. The Yo, man, season. there are people whose entire lives are dedicated to making like recaps on YouTube for this kind of. Thing. Uh, I'm gonna sell people on watching the last season of Legends real fast. Um, do you know Back to the Future? You know Biff. Hey, do you want to watch that actor sing a country song? Watch Legends. I've seen the clip, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I gotta just. I want to catch up on everything, man. Krypton I, looks good. That what? Like, oh, Krypton's been great. Yeah, dude. From oh back. yeah, the new trailer for Krypton. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's move from one DC universe to the next. Okay, let's just go straight to the DC universe. Let's do it. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk about everything but Mother F and Swamp Thing. <laughs> God damn it! That's yeah, awful. yeah. Damn it all. Yeah. Right, so let's talk about um, the shows that uh, that are already on. They're getting more seasons, which yeah. is all of them but Swamp Thing. Let's talk about Young Justice season four, baby. Oh, really? Yeah. So this has been in development for a while, apparently. Yeah. So that's like coming out like. Is it this year? Did they say it was this year? Uh, no, it's n- no, it is next it's year. Next year. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry, I got it right here. Titans because the season, this year. The, yeah, the season ends this at the end of this year, and then Titans will be this year. Gotcha. Yeah, so Titans second season is coming out September. They're filming that right now. Yep. Oh, we didn't talk about this in the news. Oh, right. This is seriously okay. So Titans has halted production because its special effects coordinator was killed in a stunt. Right. So Titans. Oh yeah. So Titans right now is oh. not filming. We don't know this, what's going to happen with that season right now so this might be different news later but uh it is getting a second season if that drops in september we'll find out they're going through some really sad stuff yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's a tragedy but we got doom patrol coming back for a second season mm-hmm. we got to finish that show the doom, Lord. doom patrol doom patrol though will be the first show in the dc universe to air on both dc universe and hbo max yes which makes me even more sad because you said sparks i'm like oh wow this will definitely mean dc universe is gonna lo- be alive right and like no because doom doom patrol is premiering on hbo max too yeah i'm like uh, oh shit HBO but none max of the, can none be of the, the other shows None of the other shows are no, at but, this point anyway. Yeah, but yeah my, my point was that uh, DC Universe can die and everything that they're doing, this original programming can go to HBO Max. That's really sad. Uh, That's these, double sad. These shows being renewed does not mean DC Universe as a as a service is safe. Yeah. But yeah, Doom uh, yeah. Patrol, Titans, and Young Justice all got season renewals. That's great. Uh, mm. Hashtag save Swamp Thing. Too bad for Swamp Thing. Stop, stop killing myself. Yeah, hashtag save Swamp Thing. Uh, Andy Bean's in that new It movie. Hell yeah. He's going to become real famous. You should make a movie with him. God. Yeah, I totally you should. Talk <laughs> about it like an opportunity right there, right? Yeah. Uh, so the new thing, we got a new Harley Quinn trailer. And I got to tell you, I was sold on that first like teaser that we got. But like, this looks like a really, really fun show. I was kind of sold on that first. Because I, I think I was just in a Harley Quinn um, burnout yeah. when that thing came out last year. I was like, okay, yeah, it looks good, but at the same time, there's we're getting so much Harley Quinn that I'm kind of like done with Harley Quinn. See, I, I'm just laughing because I feel like I live in a Batman Joker Harley Quinn burnout all the time. Yeah, we just, we just have so much Batman. Even Joker with good stuff. content coming out, I'm like, like man, I just how many much? black label books are about Harley or Joker? Like, yeah. It's like yeah. all of them. Yeah, like freaking, and we also got Joker coming out later in October. Yeah, but seeing this, like. I'm like I'm into this. I like this a lot. This is kind of like Harley Harley Quinn unleashed. It's, just it's her irreverent. Having a grand old time. It's like irreverent, like PG thirteen, like silly humor, like and like. Well, more like no, they're they're going hard. R. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like they're they're like sitting there like saying ah shit, or like Harley Quinn's like holy shit, can we do that again? Batman's like no, or even that one character like flipping everyone off, going deuces. To be fair, all those things you could do in PG thirteen. This is still a PG thirteen oh, yeah, show. That, all right, yeah. No, PG- they they did they have talked about they were, they want to go for an R rated no, show. I, yes, um, I, and I, I think that I don't think this really this really shows that. 
but uh, I do did really like this, and I was surprised that I did because I, I don't like this version of Harley. Yeah, uh, just in general. Mm-hmm. But see, like when it's when it's that version of Harley interacting with the normal DC universe, we don't like. But when it's this DC universe, it's Harley's world. Like it's all yeah. it's all Harley like related. Yeah. So like Batman's silly, and all, all everything is silly because it's Harley. And it's funny that I'm talking about our Harley Quinn burnout because one of my most anticipated books coming out this year is Sedgwick's Harleen. Yeah. Yeah, looking, again, it's just like I with, can't wait with for the that. right with the right take. It's cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this looks like this like it reminds you. Of, uh, it's always sunny in a way, like really like like I said, irreverent, like like uh, uh, gaudy humor, it right? Like does. hitting people in the face, they're blading like, wow, that's supposed to be funny, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually I'm pretty stoked for that show. Uh, moving away from the DC universe onto more animated rated R stuff, Rick and Morty. Hey, hey, yo, Rick, come on, drunk hey, they released a clip. They released a one minute clip with Taika Waititi. Really? That was Taika Waititi? Yes. yes. Who it was, I, no, you I didn't. Right, yes, I looked we right looked at you right and I said, you. that's Taika Waititi. I do not remember this. Yeah. Well, you right. were so I did do that, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, season four of Rick and Morty's. Uh, I watched a couple interviews with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just like, yeah, we have a lot of episodes to make, so we're making them, so we're not going to release a full trailer. Here's a clip from an episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it looks like and they did. Morty. They did show the attendees the, the cold open, but they're not putting it on, on the, online. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, which yeah totally fair um but they did say that season five will be coming a lot sooner than season four um you know because the time between season three and season four has been almost two years i think Mm -hmm. um but season five will be a couple months after because they had like a four season renewal so they had plenty of time to work on many many episodes 76 episodes the way that you said that made it sound like season five was going to come out before season four and i was like whoa i did not hear that inception no that's why that's why i clarified this is a story told in reverse (laughs) that'd be crazy though they would do it they would do it it would Oh, uh, season four is going to come out in November. Yeah, that's, oh. that's, that's pretty soon. That's soon. Yeah, that's, I, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, hey, again, happy birthday to me again. Yeah. Uh, or to Brandon and I. Taika Waititi's voicing Glutie. We don't know if that's a one episode. <sighs> I'm character. a November birthday too, Ben. Happy birthday to the three Jeez. of us. All right. Sorry. sorry. Go no, on. That's fine. I'm just talking about Tootie over here. Rudy just Tootie. giving you a hard time. I Fresh and Glutie. I thought I thought the clip they released was very funny. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, oh, I, Rick and Morty still funny. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad yep. the show still exists. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, guys. This is the part of the show where it's Ryan time. <laughs> it's Ryan time. It's the W's. Let's talk about the W's right now. Let's talk about The Witcher. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of just this. That's just. There's a lot of just this that is just trailers from yeah. now on. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, uh, this is maybe the best Comic Con for Ryan Leopolis that's ever been alive. We're gonna talk about real quick The Witcher. No, we're both of us are gonna talk about Witcher because I am very interested in this. Have you played The Witcher, Ben? I will. Okay. <laughs> I need you. You can't say things like that with having no previous. I, I can. <laughs> I have some knowledge thanks to memes, but I will. For, for uh, excuse me, Ben. I th- th- I think you'll find the show is based off the books, so you should oh, no. read the books. I am so totally even fi- I, yeah. Hey, hey, I am totally fine with reading the books. I would love Ben. To read I was the books. being sarcastic, <laughs> but you should play those games anyway. I do. The Witcher, my man's. I keep saying my man's. I don't know why. It's about Geralt of Rivia. He's a witcher. He's a mutated person uh, who's a monster hunter. Uh, all you need is money, money and monsters. What else do you need in this life, right? Well, turns out you need friendship and love. Uh, tell me what you guys think about this, and what do you what do you get from this trailer? Because The Witcher is a lot of things, and I like the tone that they're trying to go for with this specific trailer, like what they're trying to tell you. Hey, this is the world we're building. Yeah. How do you feel? So I, I um, not having no prior uh, knowledge of The Witcher. Uh, watching this trailer, it took me by surprise. It seemed pretty tame, le- less uh, more Game of Thrones early seasons, less fantasy, uh, and then the end of it, like really, I wasn't totally sold until the end, where we see this giant thing come out of the swamp, and his eyes are like leaking goo, and I was uh, that's when it, when I was like, okay, yes, 
I want to see this show. So I've I've not read the books, uh, but the games are I think operate in a similar way. Where um, with uh, Geralt is a detective, and if you get a contract to go fight a monster, you can go fight the monster, but you will you will not know his weaknesses. You won't know anything about him. You won't even know what weapons work on him. It's a detective game like Batman. So you have to go read a bunch of books, talk to people, learn the monster's weaknesses. When his eyes glow like that, he is drinking a potion to help him fight that monster. Uh, in the Witcher universe, potions are toxic, and if you drink too many potions, you die. So it's a really fun world where Geralt's constantly poisoning himself to save people. So he's on, constantly on the verge of death. He's like, man, this really sucks. Being a Witcher is really terrible. Uh, and they didn't really sell that aspect because like, the, the show in the universe of the Witcher is very, uh, very political and very race-related. Elves were the people who brought magic to the world, and then we killed all the elves. So it's very much a, a class-based, uh, racist type of allegory thing that's really strong, and I'm glad they're putting it in the show. They're not tying, they're not uh, shying away from that. No. Uh, yeah. all, the, all the armor looks like it's like it's like, it's from the books, but it's the same thing from the games because the, yeah. the, the the games are my. Like, and I want to say, I want to say, I thought Henry Cavill looked really good. Yeah. I, yeah. You know. That, that was, test footage did I not agree. do him justice. No, it did I agree. not. Like seeing lighting and foot in like video cameras, like they help a lot. Yeah, like seeing Henry Cavill in his full Witcher armor, like even like just him with like his shirt ripped open, or even with him in his whole full armor set, like he looks like Geralt of Rivia in, in looks, motion. Yeah, it yeah. helps. And, and they give him the cat's eyes. They, they so like oh, well, I know they give him the yellow, but I couldn't see like the cat's eye. Yeah, like, it, they're they're mutated to be able to see in the dark. Okay, they see in the nighttime. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so it's just a small touch that like it, that's always there, and I'm like, that's a cool. It's a, mm-hmm. it's the little touches where I'm like, wow, they actually they really care. They're yeah. not just making it. Like uh, the, I I assume like the single sword is only is from the books. He only gets a double sword from the games. That is a that is a game thing. That is yeah. a game thing. Once again, because I had a feeling that when they said they're gonna make The Witcher on Netflix, they're gonna pull only from the books. Again, like Siri and is I'm, in the show is in the show. Yeah, she does not show up until the Witcher three video game. Mm-hmm. So like they're doing book stuff very different than the games. And again, that's for me that's really fun. because this is like the Marvel movies. Like it's a new avenue for. Yeah. And well, and the and the creator of the books, so the writer of the books, is involved in the series, but he's not involved in the games, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he's from everything I've seen, he's kind of an asshole. Oh, so well, yeah, that, I mean that's probably fair. So like the Witcher games are like they might not be the perfect representation of those books, but um, I also have heard some kind of gross things about the books that I have not I have not uh, uh, learned or know if it's true or not. So we'll see. Uh, how the adaptation for the for the TV show? Sure, is. sure. Yeah. You know how but those like, things right. happen. But like seeing Winif- uh, Yennefer. Yennefer, yeah. Like seeing because obviously in the game she's like this su- is new to me. This yeah. is awesome. She's a so, hunchback. She's uh-huh. born a hunchback, so and the magic once, saves her once again. This is going from the books, not from the games, because all I see from the games about Yennefer or is people like, hey, should I woo Yennefer or Triss? Who should I woo? Who should I like sleep with? Now seeing Yennefer with somewhat deformed, I'm like, okay, this is a book thing, and I'm into it. Yeah, me too. It made I'm me immediately so like want to pick up the books. I'm like, oh, this is a whole aspect of this character that I've known for a decade that I don't know anything about. That's exactly. Awesome. So I'm just, I just can't wait. For, well, okay, I can't. I'm, I'm just glad like the quality levels there. Like it doesn't look yes. cheap. Like I'm just yes. thank God it doesn't look cheap. That's all. Yeah, I, care about. I love the look of the imagery of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, even that monster that was coming out of the water, I was like, this is definitely a Witcher game. Giant and I'm 100 yeah. into this. And I do agree, it does have a Game of Thrones almost aesthetic. Like it kind of looks like Game of Thrones, but I don't think that's a bad thing. That show looks no. great. Sure. Next on the W train is let's do Westworld because I have lots to say about that. Uh, Westworld season three. Uh, you guys didn't watch the trailer, which I'm glad because hey man, spoilers ahoy. I don't want to be spoiled. Uh, so Aaron Paul is like one of the new leads in the show, and oh. like his. His like sad, his sad boy is like he's a really good sad boy. Like in Breaking Bad, like we can't keep letting him doing this. Like that, Aaron Paul is in this season. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna start crying immediately. So uh, that shows about robots and revolutions and AIs and real sad stuff. So season three, yeah, it's a soon. it's a sh- it's a show I've been it's on my list for a long time. You got you got a whole really, year to catch up. 
I know. I really want to watch it. I started watching the first episode with uh, Pi at one time, but something happened. I I'd never. We were stopped like 10 minutes before the end of the, that episode, oh. and I just never went back. Damn, dog. I don't know why. I watched uh, almost the entire first season while waiting for a plane to Shanghai. Damn, dog. It is oh. only 10 episodes. Our, our flight got delayed bad. Ooh. Yeah, that's a whole season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, the final W here. Oh, my God. It's Watchmen. Woo! Ooh, yeah. yeah they, they finally released that trailer. I, oh. I wasn't sure. Like, we have Doomsday Clock, but that's a, that's a DC batman sure. sequel uh-huh. i wasn't sure what a actual sequel to Watchmen would look like and i don't i this is way better than what i could have imagined because it's it's flipping everything on its head all the cops are now vigilantes uh-huh. and the, the people who were vigilantes are coming to kill them and they're the bad guys dr manhattan's back ozamandias is there and he's old like all laurie is back well, laurie's back what's, what's interesting is when they they when when we should we see uh avit he is declared dead, yes. but he's still alive. Yes, I want to think so, he did that on purpose, and he's like, I want to live the rest of my life with uh, uh, not being wanted, so I'm going to fake my death or something. I also really like how they um, how they ended up making it like, um, oh, and you see little squid things, which I thought was kind of cool, yeah, I little w- nods to the books. Yes, I wasn't sure, and I asked Sparks and Ben, like, what, is, what do those look like to you? Those look like squids, and, and you guys kind of agreed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really, really interesting that the plot is basically these vigilantes killed cops, so the cops become vigilantes so that they would hide their identities so they stop killing cops. Now, that's a really interesting it's, wrinkle. It's a yeah. wicked, wild like, like uh, circle of, of craziness. Yeah. And like, yeah. like, all the cops now, they're in uniform, they have yellow masks to cover. Why do, we, why do, you, why do they wear masks? Because they have something to hide. Yeah. Yep. And, and you see yeah. like, Richard Nixon statues because like, he was president for like four terms or whatever. This thing yeah. takes now, right? So he's still like, loved and stuff. That's crazy. Like, that's, and, that's the and most... we see... Go ahead. I was shocked to see Dr. Manhattan at the end of this. That's oh. what gets me the most excited, oh, truly. Man, that got me. If they're showing him this early, then like, who knows what the show really is. Right. Holy yeah. shit. That, like, again, like, I didn't catch it the first time I saw it, but Lori Blake... That's Silk Spectre. She yeah. took Edward Blake's last name. She's she's Silk Spectre grown up. I didn't catch that the first time. And she works for the FBI now. And she's Meredith Bird from from Legion. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a real sequel to my favorite comic we book. See, I can't um, believe it. We see Archie Archimedes, the yeah. Night Owl's plane. So the government has taken Archie and Night Owl's technology and are using it. I'm like, man, this is some... This is so cool. They're using every aspect of Watchmen. And the, the, the Black Freighter uh, uh, flag showed up. And I'm like... yeah. Man, like this is really this is really cool, you guys. This is great. Like this is I'm, like I'm, holy shit. I'm really interested because this is really the first time that a sequel to a comic has has been in a different medium, uh, and this is definitely the sequel to the comic. Like oh, it's yeah. not, oh, yeah. it's not the movie. It's not Doomsday uh, Clock. It's not anything. It's the sequel to Al Moore and Dave Gibbons' book. And it, and I find this so so cool that they built something so unique. From this comic, they knew we're not doing the comic. We're building off of it, though. Yeah. Uh huh. Man, it makes me wonder, like, if she took the last name Blake, then then where's Dan? Where's Dan Dryberg? Where's Night Owl? I'm yeah. so excited. I really we see like, his ship. Yeah, we, his ship is very, very present. Again, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the, the the guy with the cowboy hat. I forget his name. Don Johnson. Uh-huh. Don Johnson has ownership. He looks like a military guy. He looks like a police guy. So he has Night Owl's ship, Arch- Archimedes. So I'm like. Man, just like what the state of the world, I am so curious what the state of this world is. Because, like, do they worship Dr. Manhattan? Because, like, there's like a festival where he's hanging out. And, like, and they know he's on the moon. They know he lives on the moon. Uh, Mars. Right. Mars. Yeah. Uh, Mars. Uh, Mars. Sorry. Yes. And, uh, uh, and we see we see a shot of Mars and his his, his and palace him there, yeah. crumbles. Yeah. 
And like again, like we have we have satellites to like look at Mars and like we're in the future. Like we can see that stuff. So like we know this where is Dr. more Manhattan watch. Is. This is more Watchmen than I expected to see. This is more Watchmen than Watchmen than the, yeah. the movie. Like for real. Like this yeah. is this gives me the tone and like oh man, this, this is gonna be dark and sad. This is like the learning of the past of the comedian and all the others. Uh, what that was like through the graphic novel, but now we're doing it for the the generation that we were yeah. following through the graphic all novel and all back later again. And again, like this entire New World Order was built on a lie, and these people found out, and they're like, "Oh wow, we have to we have to have a revolution," and that means killing all the cops. And like, this is some this is some like heavy. Sh- this is really heavy shit. Yeah. And it's a comic book movie or a comic book TV show. I'm like, just thank you, thank you, Damon Lindelof. I know you, you've messed up in the past, but like, thank you for leftovers. Thank you for Watchmen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for this. Yeah, did it give our release date? I don't. Um, I, I don't, don't see one. Okay. I don't think so. It's probably not this year. No, I think awesome. it is this year. I just don't think they're saying. Okay. Yeah, that'd I think be, it's I think it's late fall this year. That'll be awesome if it was. All right, the 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 trio of W's is over. It's time to move on to something darker. His darker materials. Oh. His dark materials, guys. So after watching this trailer, I immediately remembered the like 2008 Golden Compass movie, uh-huh. and I'm like, Same. "Oh right, it's about stealing children and killing them for their essence." Yes. Oh wow, this show's gonna be great. Yeah. Because that movie sucks. Yes. the The books are very good, and I'm very excited. This looks like it's gonna be a great adaptation of this. Um, Daphne Keene. I'm so glad that she's playing the lead. Uh, I'm glad she's getting work. We've got we've got a great cast in this. Uh, man, the bear looks great. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bear looks awesome. I'm so happy. Yeah, that bear does. So, look super uh, cool. yeah, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. If you remember the film at all, he's playing the Sam Elliott character. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what, I, that's what. Yeah, that's what I thought he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig is is uh, uh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Ruth Wilson is Nicole. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. All all the things are there. Yeah. But yeah, again, like we talked about a bad-looking CGI animal movie. Like these animals look great because they're not completely realistic. They're just cartoony enough, but still realistic. It's a little thing. This, this is going to be. I'm so excited, guys. I am too. And you know what? In a weird way, this this trailer reminded me of. It reminded me of the Purge TV show because you know how the Purge movie it all that whole night happens in one day in an hour and a half. That happens all over like ten episodes. So we're going to see the slow buildup of this crazy world and all this stuff happen instead of an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh man, I see the seeds that they're building. I'm like, this is great. This is. This- this it is looks the good. best way to do these books. I'm so happy this is happening. HBO's giving them a budget. Hell yeah, baby. So, uh, this is also, uh, just to point out, like it is coming to HBO. This is a joint production with BBC. It's very um, interesting. And uh, they're they're the ones who are kind of like, you know, HBO's uh, got got distribution and all that, and they are they do have a hand in making it, but this is a BBC-led production. Um, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, ben, did yeah, you, did um, you read the books? No, I saw the movie, and that's that's pretty much it. I saw the movie and the girl I was kind of seeing at the time. She really did not want me to go see the movie because she was like really hardcore Catholic. She's like, <laughs> yep. she's like, hey, this movie destroys God. I'm like, how? It's just an alternate world. What's oh, going Lord. on? Here? Uh, it, that's a t- conversation right now today. But I, I saw the movie and at first. I thought it was good, and then I thought about it more. I was like, eh, it was all right. But I really I, I saw it because I saw a polar bear kicking ass wearing golden armor. I'm like, yo, that's cool. I know I know that movie isn't good, but but I like it on a level. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I watched I, it go, once in theater. Go no. ahead, Brandon. You had some thoughts on this? No, that was it. Oh, just the movie? Yeah, yeah I'm was, good. Gotcha. I only saw The Golden Compass once in theaters. That was the only time I saw it. Same. And then I never saw it I again. hear what we're revisiting soon. Commentary! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. Uh, so this one's for me, just real quick. Uh, Agents of Shield had a a was this the mid season trailer or was it the next season trailer? This was this was for right? the mid season. Yeah. Okay. I thought uh, so. The, the it was the final season. episode. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, the final. Okay. Um, I watched the first three episodes of the season and I really enjoyed it. I really. Uh, I know we were hesitant on Coulson coming back, but like the the alternate dimension stuff they're doing with him is really cool and this ep- this uh trailer really sold me on finishing the season because the stuff they're well, doing wait. With is cool so it's not alternate dimension I, I just found this out because of this trailer it's not ultimate di- alternate dimension it is arc phil colson but he's he's got a like a new brain in him or something like that uh, i don't think so that's what I, that's what the that's what the that's what i heard from the panel Anyway, did you guys get that from that trailer? I kind of did get the vibe that okay. they were like trying to bring out the real Phil Coulson yes. from it, yeah. which made me immediately go, "No." Yeah, but then, then, but Daisy has a line like, "Coulson died a year ago." I'm, tr- I'm gonna try to like forget that. Like, I hope they don't do that because like that's the opposite of what well, I want. Cause, cause well, because 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 this because this trailer is about, is about them trying to be like, well, Sar- Sarge Coulson's character yeah. has a char- is like he still has this loyalty to the Shield agents because he's um, because he is. Um, because he still has kind of those memories lingering inside of him, but he doesn't. But he doesn't remember them because he's not Phil Coulson. He is Sarge. I will. So. I will finish this season and I'll let you know because I'm not. You might be right, but I don't like that. that I don't want that, that. No, I agree. That's not what I want. Which is why that was the vibe I was getting. Because when he's doing the thing with uh, uh, Quake and she's got the sword and he's like, uh, "You've always been strong and blah blah blah." And I'm like, ah, "They they really are leaning into like the idea that mm, Coulson exists yeah. inside um, of him." And I don't like that. I wanted Coulson to just be dead. And and that's the problem. Those first three episodes, they they do that. He is a bad guy. Sure. So it bums me out that they're almost make. I don't want him to be a good guy. I hope I hope this is a a, a, a twist. We'll I, hope, see. I hope it's twisty. We'll see. Because I, it looked like there was some exciting stuff, but I don't know if it's enough to make me get on board with this season. No, I feel you. Um, hey guys, you know what's next? Woohoo! DuckTales! <gasps> DuckTales! Season 2! Go for it, baby. Uh, I hear there's a Darkwing duck in this, Darkwing. and that looks yeah. real exciting amongst yeah, there is. everything and else. Let's get dangerous. Season 3 is going to have, like, Tailspin or something like that. So it's what? entered full Spider-Verse territories, right? What? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're going for it. They have a poster. It. Obviously, they've already been renewed for Season 3. Um, season 3 has a bunch of new guest stars from, like, uh, Tailspin and Rescue Rangers, no, <laughs> and it's getting it's getting it. crazy, guys. God damn! All right, season five gargoyles, Duckiverse. <laughs> Don't put that thought on my uh, God. No, Sparks. Duck <laughs> versions of the gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, duck versions of the gargoyles. Oh God, duck goyles. Um, <laughs> I I'm very like I'm not 100 caught up on Ducktales, but I'm very excited with uh, the just the production quality of the show. Looks like it's it been, does look nice. It's, it looks like it's been staying top notch. It's it, it's quality content. Uh, they have an excellent cast. They're killing it. I don't I'm know very what, happy. what the story is, why we're getting Duck Spider-Verse, but I really like it. Yeah. I really like And there are different animation styles happening, too. And it's like, this is like a really cool thing that I didn't know like, I kind of wanted. Was Giz- Do we know if Gizmo Duck was introduced in the first season or no? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yes, Gizmo Duck I know- was introduced okay, in the first season. Okay, because I know Gizmo Duck was a DuckTales staple. And then Darkwing Duck takes took place or takes place in the same world as DuckTales because Launchpad McQuack. But seeing Darkwing Duck in this trailer for season two has it, it's got me hook, line, and sinker. It is it is really cool seeing Darkwing Duck for the first time in I mean, like twenty years. Obviously not the same voice actor, which kind of bums me out. But Darkwing freaking Duck, that's just like yes. Speaking of yes, uh, Brandon, any thoughts on Ducktales? Uh, sorry, I was just clarifying what's going on with. Uh... Uh, Coulson and Agents of Shield. Oh boy, um, it's, it's not that important. Um, well, I wanted to know if I was if I, if I had remembered right or or if I was uh, misremembering. Um, 
no, DuckTales, yeah, I uh, I have not seen all of season one, but I really loved what I watched. Um, I'm kind of at this point waiting for Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, yeah. to catch up. Have but it all. I, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go back. I actually just bought the original, the entire series of the original Ducktales. Nice. Really? Uh, I'm Ooh-hoo. looking forward to going back through that series because that series was real good too. No, there's. I was um at the mall the other day. Really quick side tangent. There was this t- a T-shirt on sale at a Disney store, and it said Duck. T- it had like uh, um Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby in a in a thing of money, and it said Ducktales. Woohoo! I was this close to buying it. It was only $7, and I didn't because I don't need any more T-shirts. We didn't talk about it in the news, but they're introducing a female Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. A woman, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman got uh-huh. a blood transfusion from oh. Donatello or something, oh. so she's becoming a turtle. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um, re- it's real so quick, silly. Though, real quick, though, Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not dealing with the multiverse, confirmed. So. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. We, yeah, that's what I just so I wanted to clarify for my. Well, thanks myself. for ruining my dreams, Brandon. Hey, you know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, I I stopped watching that show for a reason, I guess. It wasn't yeah. keeping my attention that, that much. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of things that didn't keep my attention, but I definitely should keep up. My oh, hero. and part of the news for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sorry, real quick. Part of the news for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that it's uh, season seven will be its last. We didn't yes. cover that. That's true. Yes, yeah. season seven will be its final season, and they are, they are using the opportunity to go batshit crazy to end with a bang. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, and it definitely looks like this, like, uh, whatever is happening in this this final part of the season, like, it's crazy stuff is happening. Now that they don't care about continuity. Yeah, right? Uh, so, yeah, My Hero Academia, season four. I'm halfway through season two. God damn it. Nobody, nobody watched this trailer, so that's fine. We could just skip it. Did you watch it? No, I'm, I haven't finished season three. I've been waiting for you. I haven't seen don't do that. I'm waiting for the dub, so I, haven't, I don't have access hey, to the dub Hey, good news. Right the season four dub trailer just got released. Ben, you want me to tell you about it? The I don't know dub? what happened. Well, can yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't watch it either. I hey. thought maybe Sparks had watched it because I, I know he likes the show. So I do like the show. I'm not caught up. I hey, Funimation pulled out the the English dub from Hulu, so I can't watch the dub anymore. It really ticks me off, and yeah. I really want to watch the dub. Uh, I saw I read this as Steven Movieverse, but it's <gasps> Steven Universe the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, okay, so I saw the trailer for this on Facebook, and I really dug it. Especially since Steven looked a little more grown up. I haven't caught up on Steven there, Universe. There is a time jump. Yeah, but I, I haven't caught up on Steven Universe. I have seen a handful of episodes. I can say I like the show. It is on my list of things I need to watch. Too many shows. Oh, so many shows. So, so Sparks, give it to me, buddy. Uh, Steven Universe's last episodes kind of ended the overarching narrative that it seemed we were going for uh, for a long time, most of the show. Mm-hmm. And now we, everyone has kind of been wondering, like, we knew there was more coming, but we didn't know what it was going to be about. There was no longer a clear, like, this is what it's going to Six be about. Six seasons and a movie. And this movie is coming out of left field, hot and bizarre, and I don't know exactly what's happening, and I love it because we're going September in a whole 2nd. new direction. So is this going to be, like, the end of Steven Universe, or is this just no, like a new beginning? No. This is a new beginning. Oh. There are more seasons. This is something wholly new is happening. The movie verse. I'm in. I love it. All I, right, guys. I just need to catch up. I love the time jump. I love change. Well, luckily, the Steven Universe episodes are pretty decently short because I was also watching OKKO OK the other day, too. So I was. Oh, my God, Ben. Speaking what? of. What a mother effing transition. Oh, shit. Our, our next topic's about OK Go. Let's did be I, heroes. Did I seriously just. Oh, I did not mean to do that. Oh, my God. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like you knew we were about to talk about your boy. I, oh, my Stephen boy? Stephen King. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, he shows up in the show. Oh, weird. Okay, KO, <laughs> let's meet Stephen King. <laughs> now, um, you, you want to tell us one, uh, Sparks, because you're hey, the okay guy. Hey, uh, this is super exciting. Okay, KO, in this, uh, it just started its third season, and next month they're going to have Sonic the Hedgehog yeah! come to and the show Tails. with Tails. And uh, honestly, the way the show goes, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few more surprises down the road Knuckles. of other characters showing up as well. But um, this is a show that has already had the entire original voice cast of Captain Planet return for an episode. It uh, did a major Cartoon Network crossover episode that involves specifically four characters from four different shows, but then also several other shows in a big way. Did you watch Psych? Uh, yes, it's been a long time. Okay, Psych has a Twin Peaks reunion. That's no, the o- that's the shit. only reason that I kind of like that show because it gave us a Twin Peaks reunion. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You should think about uh, Yeah, anyway. Um, Sorry, reunions. Okay, so, uh, yeah, OKKO is now bringing in Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails uh, for an episode called OKKO Let's Meet Sonic. And I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. I'm you're, so happy. You're here for it? I saw the clip on Twitter, and when OK, when o, when KO was doing the moves, I'm like, that's Sonic Adventure. That's this. That's the, the original Sonic logo from the <laughs> box art. And then when they, and then when they bounce in, I'm like, this is so great. Even the music's like it sounds like 16-bit uh, chip art or chip music from the Sega Genesis. I am. Did you uh, uh, do you know if Roger Craig Smith is Sonic? I do not, because okay. he's like he's like the main Sonic guy, right? I imagine he, is he now. I imagine that who the current voice of Sonic will be Sonic. Probably Roger Craig Smith. Yes. Probably. Oh, gotcha. All right, so uh, we got a little clip from Gandhi Tartakovsky's next uh, next huge project. Yeah, we did. Primal. Oh, hey guys, do you like dinosaurs getting their noses chopped off? I sure do. I didn't know I did. <laughs> this looked excellent. Yeah, this it's and only a it's, minute. And I love it. It's not going to have any dialogue in the whole show. Oh, uh, yeah? That's confirmed? Yeah, that's what they said. It's going to be completely dialogue-free. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited hey, for Hey, do you like Gendy's animation? Bask in it. Love it. <laughs> this is what the Lion like, King movie should have been. You, yeah. Did you like the, the, the dark tone of Samurai Jack Season 5? Here's more of that. Enjoy, peasants. I love it. Man, Samurai Jack Season 5 is really good. Hey, Tar- you, Tartakovsky hey, is our animation god. Hey, did yeah. Season 5 ever come out on uh, um, Blu-ray DVD yet? Yeah, the whole, the whole series is on Blu-ray. All right, cool. How much is it? Because I need to get it. Uh, like $100. It's your soul. Cost Damn. your soul. Does anyone have it that I could borrow it? No, good I luck. I don't have a soul. <laughs> Son of a bit. All right, guys. Now it's time for Snowpiercer. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Hey, I, this series has, been, has had such a hard time getting... To air, it's ridiculous. Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson directed the original pilot for this show. Yes, he and did. And then he was taken off of it, and they reshot the pilot. I think this show looks really good, so I'm really curious what his vision was compared to this vision. Yeah, because I, I think this I, looks yeah, awesome. Same. Maybe same. I, this looks like a direct, like it is an adaptation of that graphic novel, which is that movie. But this looks like it's going to be again, like The Purge. It's going to be a slow descent in the madness instead of an immediate jump, which right. is so cool. Hey Ben. Yeah. Samurai Jack: The Complete Series, thirty four ninety nine. That's five seasons, baby. That's not bad. That's seven oh, bucks a season. Oh, real that, good. Is that Blu-ray? That's DVD. Blu-ray is forty five. Oh. Also not bad. No. It's still not, not bad. Yeah. Mm, this is right. the complete series with season five. That's what it says. Okay. Hello. I'm having Amazon. a hard time believing this. Huh? Yeah, I'm having a hard time believing it too. I, I mean, I just need season five, but okay. It's like a guy Come in a back alleyway. Hey, you want these DVDs? <laughs> you, you know <laughs> what? I'll. I will buy it and let you know. 
Oh. If this is real. All right. So for those of you who don't know, those of you, <laughs> those of you from Jersey, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Snowpiercer uh, is about the the apocalypse, but it's a frozen apocalypse. Uh, the government tried to stop global warming, ended up freezing the world, destroying, uh, killing pretty much everyone. More and- like global colding. Yes. Yeah. But you no. can leave now. Man, we're gonna have nobody left in this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, this one genius developer decided to build a railroad across the world, almost like he knew this was gonna happen. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe oh. it was planned. Mm. Crazy. But it's a it's a class system where the back it, it's it's a long train. The people in the back of the bus uh, the bus the back back of the train are the working folk. The people in the front are the rich people. It's a class system type of thing. Yeah, but it's it on looks a train. like the people up in the clo- closer to the engine got to party. They are the rich guys. They get to live the good life, whereas all the people in the back make the train run and work they are like they're the poor people they're like all right well they, they're, they're scum they suck yeah. and uh that, that movie is real good it is it, it is, is real good it is really good uh chris it. evans is in a it, baby it's great so you um, told. and again like that movie like it it and again, this show, it looks just like it. Like, the, the visuals are so cool because it is this, like, mile-long train. And there's there's a dance floor. There's, like, there's a shower place. There's, like, a there's like a cook. Like, every, there's every, a school. Every uh, cart is, like, a building. And they look all so drastically different. And, like, the, the upper class and the lower class look completely different. And that is so cool to see on a visual level if we're going from one cart to the other. And that's what I love about that movie, seeing them, like, it's like the raid. Instead of going up a, uh, an apartment building, you're going sideways. It's, all, it's like a side-scrolling video game. It is a video game. Wow, that's great. Ryan, good job, Ryan. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about Snowpiercer. I'm sad about Scott Derrickson. I wonder yeah. what that show was going to be. Uh, I love David Diggs in this. This is looking great. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, too. Yeah, a lot of really, a lot of really good cast. Like, and yeah, I love Jennifer Connelly. And like, again, this is a TBS show. Like, for some <laughs> reason, like I don't think of TBS. It's real weird. Uh, it's like it's Deadly Class on Sci-Fi. Weird. Yes. Well, remember, it wasn't supposed to be on TBS. Mm, oh, it was supposed it? to be on something else. Um, oh, okay. It was like a, it went from like AMC to TNT to TV. It's been bouncing around a lot of networks. It's been had, it's had a really tough time getting to air. Yeah, this definitely looks like TBS's like biggest venture for t- TV. I think so. Yeah. It's like the expanse on Safi. Like they're trying to do something really big. Uh, all right, uh, Brandon, I'm going to give this one to you. Uh, the Orville. It's moving to Hulu for season three. What's up with that? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm not going to read the whole quote. Uh, it's a long it's quote. A but, uh, yeah, basically at Comic-Con, they did announce that season three, it does have a season three renewal. It is still a Fox property, but because they're not going to be able to make the uh, mid-season premiere uh, and create the show they want to create, they've decided that the show will be airing on Hulu from now on. Hulu will be the exclusive home for the Orville. Do you buy um, that, Brandon? Well, yeah. So the way they talk about it, for, well, for one, if it's on Hulu, we can get a bigger budget. Um, there is that. There is also that, which would be really nice because the show is actually very expensive. Pro- oh yeah, it the is. Show, the show is very expensive to produce. Um, the show is a labor of love for Seth MacFarlane, but Seth MacFarlane is one of the busiest men working. Uh, he's got like fifteen Fox properties, just <laughs> right, <laughs> just in general. So the fact that he says to me, he says to the audience, "Look, we're if we get it by mid-season, we're not going to create the product we want to create." Um, but but if we put it on Hulu, we can and it airs on 2020. In 2020, then we deliver a solid product. You know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I just don't get why they can't just premiere it later. Why do they have to like meet this deadline? Why don't they probably like, due to like advertising is, and politics and things? And- <clears throat> this is this is all like broadcasting stuff. And really, what this is is because the the Fox Channel. We don't know exactly what the breakdown is anymore of what what is there and what 
Disney also has a say in or, or any of yeah. that. Um, but, yeah. But but this is clearly like Disney, the company, clearly is willing to back the Orville because they're putting it to Hulu. And I think that's honestly just the safer place for it at this point. Yeah. I don't trust shows living on Fox anyway. No, I agree. So, that's no, I, I don't either. I think I think the Orville living on Hulu and living on its own timetable, like not to bring it up, but like Louis C.K.'s Louie, uh, they just let him hey, when you're ready, you release a season. And they didn't hold him to a timetable. If they're going to do the same thing with McFarlane and let him just release the Orville as he wants, I'm fine with that. I think it has a yeah. longer lifespan there. Yeah, the yeah I agree. <laughs> I, I think I think Hulu is a better home for... I think streaming is just a better home for those type of shows anyway. Yeah. Uh, they, are, they are very expensive. Yeah, I was going to watch the, the Orville on Hulu anyways. That's where I've watched the first few episodes. And I was really scared that eventually Fox was just going to see the Orville and be like, nah, we're, we're done with this. I mean, Seth MacFarlane, he makes our, their money with Family Guy anyways, but they're like, yeah, we're done. So having Disney and just saying, yeah, we like this, but we're going to put it on Hulu and you can take your time with it, I'm all for it. Because I don't, because the episodes of the Orville I have seen, I'm not cut up. It's, once again, on my list. I don't want the Orville to go away without it, without Seth MacFarlane doing what he wanted to <laughs> I, do. I need the Orville. <laughs> like, the Orville scratches my Star Trek itch that the other Star Trek shows aren't, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Oh, buddy, bit. so much. Uh-huh. Maybe that'll change. But uh, the Orville is is Star Trek: The Next Generation. It is mm. it it is that show yeah. that I need on TV. You got to finish uh, that second season, bud. I know, I know, I know. It's I'm so do good. This week. I'm finish, doing it this week. I need to finish doing it this both week. seasons. This is what I need to do. All right, guys. So we're gonna move from one Star Trek property to the next Star Trek property. Let's talk about Star Trek. Oh, hey, we are sure talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Here we go. All right, Brandon. Okay. All right. Uh, so All let's right. start first with uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. What's that about? So Lower Decks is that is the is the first animated show um, that Star Trek CBS that CBS All Access was, is producing. There are two in production right now. Uh, three, if you count the Nickelodeon show. Um, oh, yeah. This. This is the this is the Rick and Morty guys. A couple of guys from Rick and Morty are doing the Star Trek Lower Decks, um, and it's about a couple of low level crewmen uh, dealing with an unimportant ship um, on uh, on uh, in in Starfleet. And what what actually has me interested in? Uh, I like the design. I like the the character designs are good. Uh, they're very much you know modern day anima- animation, and um, they're kind of like. Um, <laughs> Lo- that kind of like low detail, high, high high detail type animation that we see in like Steven Universe and uh, KKO and things ju- like that. Just from what I saw, this reminds me a lot of the Be Cool Scooby Doo animation. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it it, st- it does star uh, Tony Newsom as Ensign Mariner, who's this badass chick who's got a, uh, a bat left, which is kind of cool. Um, I also like the designs of the costume. Jack Quaid as Ensign Boimler. Boimler. Uh, Noel Wells as Ensign Tendi, um, and then Eugene Cordero Cordero as uh, Ensign Rutherford, and he's got like this cool cybernetic thing that they've described as like new and and uh, there is a there is a larger cast to it. It's got it does have a captain, but they're they're lower level character. Those aren't the main characters. Um, yeah, it is a comedy show, and it's set after Voyager. So it's it is until Picard comes out the furthest point of the Star Trek franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of cool that they're they're going away from the prequel stuff and we're finally getting into more of the 
kind of sequel stuff. I'm I'm interested in that very much. Yeah. It sounds like Star Trek Damage Control the animated series. That's that was my thought. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I'm look, it's got a good team on it. Um Kurtzman, you know, uh, I'll I'll say it here. I was going to say it with with Picard, but I'll say it here. Kurtzman does not does always give me pause um because he he has an interview where he says that Star Trek isn't supposed to be aspirational, which is just wrong. Like that's just you I just get it. do not understand Star Trek. Buddy, I get it. Dude, humanity reached peace. They don't have money or war or problems anymore. What are you talking about? It's literally all about aspiration. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Star Trek is supposed to be about exploring and finding cool stuff, not about pew pew. That's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And that that's kind of like the DNA of what he thinks of Star Trek is just for me fundamentally wrong. So whenever his name is attached to it, I, I do give pause. But it's got some good creative people on it, so I am willing to give it a shot. Hell awesome. Yeah. All right. Moving on from the lower decks to the short treks. Tell me about these shorty shorts. So short treks, this is the next, uh, I think, five uh, short treks. Two of them are going to be animated, and three of them, it looks six. like, are going six. Thank we you. all watched this trailer. Uh, yeah, I uh, really liked this because it was dealing with Captain Pike, um, who is uh, the first captain of the Enterprise. Well, second. He's the, he was the, from the first pilot of the Enterprise of Star Trek The Original Series. Anson Mount comes back, and um, I love Rebecca Re- Rebecca Remain. Uh, we know her as Mystique, but uh, she was uh, number one. Uh, Ethan Peck comes back as Spock, but this time Ensign Spock. Like we're seeing, it looks like three of them are based within that that kind of Enterprise era where we first meet Captain Pike, and I'm I'm happy with the look of it. I like the primary color uniforms. I am looking forward to seeing more of Captain Pike. I do. I think that was a a really good inclusion to Discovery. It really helped Discovery feel a little bit more like Star Trek. But uh, again, this one this one is, though, Kurtzman all the way. This is Kurtzman whole creative hand there. So again, like... I feel that with a, the triples. This, yeah. So, the, the not, there are not supposed to be triples. Yo, the second H. John Benjamin shows up, and I'm like, yo, why is Bob's Burgers in Star Trek right now? This isn't the Orville. That's what, yeah. I first, that's what I was like. I don't come to Star Trek for comedy. Sorry. I got the order. Yeah, no, I got exactly. The, I got the Tribbles to be kind of like a horror thing. I don't know. I got no, the, 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 the Tribbles. Be. The Tribbles aren't supposed to be there. The tribble, They don't make first contact with the Tribbles until Kirk is the captain of the Enterprise. And what if, Brandon, everything you knew uh. was wrong? Screw <laughs> all of you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, not me. It's Kurtzman. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I <laughs> The fact that Kurtzman is running this franchise is just... What naked pictures does he have on these people? Right, and, and then he's, and then that there's that little girl is like, it tickles, and then she eats it. It's like, are, oh, the fur? oh my god, yeah. Yeah, are bad. triples even edible? We'll find out. No, well, the Klingons might have eaten them. Yikes! There's right. a Klingon. The Klingons went to war with the triples. It was great. Wait, you know what? No, that's a question for a different day. That's uh, a different day. Let's get to the big juicy one. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about Star Trek colon Picard. Yeah, so name All aside. Right, engage, Brandon. Oh, man. So uh, this is really hitting my nostalgia. Me too. This is, this I, is the only Star Sorry, Brandon. This is the Star Trek uh, yeah. show that I, I have watched all of it. This is the one. So, yeah, I Star Trek The Next Generation was my entry point into Star Trek. This mm. is where, where Star Trek first started for me. Um, I well, remember the first episode I watched le- like it was yesterday. Uh, captain Picard is my captain. Uh, Pat, seeing Patrick Stewart return is so exciting to me 
Uh, and the fact that he says engage at the end, the end of the trailer really got me uh, because he says engage. We see data, uh, which shocked me. <clears throat> um, I don't think I, I think it probably is not a good idea that Brent Spiner comes back, but I'm, I'm still excited to see that it, data's back. It looked a little weird. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because because he's 60. Yeah, he has like, it's like the same. Not so much, yeah. Dana's not supposed to age. Jerry Ryan looks great. Hey, I mean, it's helped by the fact that he's not a human being. So yeah. Jerry Ryan is well, 79. Like, she, she still looks great. I'm so glad that Jerry Ryan is 79 comes back. And I'm really hoping that, you know, we do have confirmation that we're seeing Riker back. Troy's coming back. Data, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that 79 is coming back. Uh, gives me hope that we'll not just see next gen crew come back, but also DS9 and Voyager crew show up within the show. I believe it. Yeah, uh, I'd be really excited to see that. The only issue I have, and again, good creative team, so I'm willing to give this a shot. And I don't think Patrick Stewart would come back if he didn't believe in the project. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that gives me pause um, is that it, it's a it, it does still have that kind of like, and I guess if it was just if this was just the first look of Star Trek that we got, then I'd be feel a little different. But it does it does look like Discovery, like it's got the same tech and the same design sensibilities. Um, but also, I don't think Star Trek should be dealing with nostalgia. I don't think that's what the franchise should be leaning into. I think they need to be dealing with kind of pushing new ground and going to new directions. I, I agree. And Brandon, that's why uh, I really like this trailer a lot. And again, but like before this was coming out, I was like, man, I really hope this isn't Picard in space again because I would I would like something different, him on a vineyard, something really, yeah. like actually different. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. Like I, get, I agree, Star Trek shouldn't be nostalgic. But like in a time where the Star Trek we're getting is bad, maybe we do need to go to the past, like A Force Awakens. Maybe we do need Picard. Yeah, maybe. And we need Next Gen to save us. Maybe. And I, I, I hope that it's not, I hope that it's just, you know, it's not like, oh, we're going to Loganify Picard and he's going to say the <laughs> yeah. F-bomb. And like, no, I want Picard to come back. Like, I want, I want Picard. I don't want a different take on Picard. Because I, I think the, the You want a guy who with, reads poetry and, and, he, and he collects artifacts and he's, yeah, and he's, and he's I romantic. The, I want the explorer who has the, who has an overwhelming sense of duty. Like that's who I want back. I don't want something new. Yeah. Um, so, either way, but I'm excited. I'll tell you, the, I, the one I did have one problem with this trailer, and it's not it's it's just the, the structure of the trailer. I I don't like that they revealed Borg stuff because the girl, yeah. the girl is clearly tied to the Borg, and if they would have yeah. naturally let us learn that that she might be the origin of the Borg, you know, weird time travel, you know, Borg stuff. Like, if they would have let us to see that on the show as it progressed, then I'd probably feel really cool. But the fact that I know what this show is now kind of bums me out even a little bit, just a little bit. It it does make sense that 709 is there. Um, it, it does look like they're probably retreading a little bit of first contact because of his connection to the Borg. Yeah. Um, so it, it does make sense that the Borg is there because that's 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 ground people like to return to is his connection to the Borg. No, I know. I just wish I, I just wish because this is going to be like a whole season thing. I wish they would have kind of saved that for like a big reveal. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I, I wonder because like what's the mystery of this girl? That's the that's the point of the trailer. Then they show yeah. us a Borg cube. Like oh, I know the mystery now. Okay. Well, I don't think I don't think she's connected to the origin of the Borg like you suggested. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I do think she is connected to the Borg in some way. We do see Romulans and Klingons, and so I'm, mm-hmm. you know, there could be something more to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think this is a good trailer, and like, it's it's the it's the Star Trek maybe that I want. Like, this is the closest in years where I'm like, man, I want to watch the Star Trek show. 
Yeah. yeah, this was this is the one this is the one that was the hard sell for me. And I'm sure like CBS knew what they were doing. Uh they're like, Oh, people aren't crazy about Discovery. Let's get Patrick Stewart back. And again, I don't think he would do it unless it was probably good. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And again, Ma- Michael mm-hmm. Chabon is the showrunner of this and he's he's written Star Trek books and he's a he's a huge Star Trek fan. Like the fact that Kurtzman isn't a creative hand on this, you know, I'm I'm more willing to give this a shot. Yeah, it's like almost like a. This is probably a bad analogy, but like a Filoni situation. We're like, wow, Filoni finally got to do some live action stuff. He knows exactly yeah. what works for Star Wars. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh boy! All right, guys, it's time. Oh wait, well, that was sorry. a good trailer. One more. Yeah, go for it. One more thing. Oh, sorry. One, one more thing. There is another returning cast member, and I didn't see this coming. Which one? Um, Hugh, who is the who is a Borg from the episode I Borg that they accidentally give independence to. Oh yeah, and dude. He is returning. And I'm kind of excited to see what they do with that. Is he going to be like his BFF butler, like robot friend or something, you think? Oh, I don't know. But he he's the reason why, why the Borg were almost destroyed. So I'm kind of curious to see where they go with that. Oh, I didn't I'm, know I'm, that. I'm, I'm interested. That's pretty yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, another, another TNG cast member, but a really obscure one. So that's cool. All right. So, yeah, lots of cool Star Trek news, thankfully. Because we're living in, a, yeah. in, in not the best timeline for Star Trek. Hey, I was, when I saw this Picard trailer, I'm like, man, I need to watch the first of the Next Generation. I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Calm down, my, there, Kelvin. My guy, you need to watch the Next Generation. My guy. All right. Yo, man. Yeah, like, I I I love the Next Generation. That's the shit. All right, guys. It's comic time. It's my time again. Welcome to the Ryan Leopolis Power Hour, Doctor Doom. No, who's that? Doc. Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> How Three long do we have? Three hours later. <laughs> I actually did a podcast two years ago about the history of Doctor Doom. You can find it on the interview with the, with the, uh, the comic book nerd. All right, God, Doctor was Doom, that baby. two years ago? Dude, it might have been longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you have your nose ring? Did I have my glasses? <laughs> no. That's my, Brandon. I realized that's my new thing. Like, how long I've had my glasses is my new, no, how long I've had my nose ring. It's only been a couple weeks. I know, I know, but it's going to be a year when I blink. All right. Guys, Dr. Doom's coming back with a number one comic. This is really exciting for me. You guys know I love the Dooms. It's written by Christopher Cantwell, who uh, is not a comic writer, but he did do the t- television show Halt and Catch Fire, which is a 80s uh, hacker TV show that had Lee Pace in it. Uh, I heard good things about it. It's uh, done by Salvador LaRocca, who did Star Wars Darth Vader, but he also did my uh, Iron Man run with Matt Fraction, the one I have tattooed on my chest. Okay. That's Matt, that's uh, Salvador LaRocca. He's great. So, guys, Victor Von Doom, scientist, sorcerer, disfigured face, twisted soul, has been spending much of his time warning against a trillion-dollar global effort to create the first artificial black hole, wrestling with visions of an entirely different future, a better future. Dr. Doom, it's in capitals, finds himself at a crossroads, a catastrophic, a catastrophic act of terrorism kills thousands and the prime suspect is <gasps> doom so doom's framed basically that's i don't want you to read this whole thing basically <laughs> dr doom's framed uh when he's when he's he's not uh infamous iron man anymore he's not a good guy he's just neutral victor von doom hey i'm an asshole but i'm here for my people so when he gets framed he doesn't like that uh i think this is just a miniseries uh i'm just really excited doom's getting the comic no it's awesome that's all that's all i got doom doom all right guys we what got, is Halt and Catch Fire? Halt and Catch Fire is an AMC or FX uh, television show that takes place in the 1980s, and it's about hackers dealing with like government conspiracies and hacking the internet and stuff yeah. in the 80s. Because this is not the first time we've seen this come up. This this title come up, I don't think. Uh, it's because, yeah, some. Oh yeah, some last week or two weeks ago, somebody else who worked on Halt and Catch Fire was talked about. You're right. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, that those guys are getting a lot of play. <clears throat> All right, guys, it's time for the Star Wars. <laughs> My accent this day. <laughs> for the Star Wars. For the Star Wars Power Hour. So we have two 
new Star Wars books coming out. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Allegiance, written by Ethan Sachs and drawn by Luke Ross. Luke Ross has drawn a lot of Star Wars books. He most recently did the, the, he did the Darth Maul book, I believe. Uh, it, no other details were given, but it's set between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Uh, wow. Cool. Knew that one. Uh, yep. Go ahead, Brandon. What's up? Well, it's, it's, it's you know, the, um, the Star Trek kind of prequel novels, like the Journey to the Force Awakens or the Journey to the Last Star, Jedi. Star Wars. Have, yeah, have always been really... Oh, did I say Star Trek? I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> um, it's, it's late. Um, the Star Wars prequel, prequel comics have been pretty interesting, so I'm, I'm, I'm still interested in this. Yeah. Because uh, I, I I think it's probably going to be you know them dealing with like the resistance and things like that. Yep. So it'd be cool. Uh, that is one of the new Star Wars books, but the other one is the one I'm actually more excited about, and it's Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren, and it's written by Charles Soule, who hell yeah, yeah. everything hell. that guy writes is literally gold. So uh, no artist announced, uh, but Charles Soule says I am writing The Rise of Kylo Ren, a limited series comic launching in December, just before Episode Nine. You know the story of everyone dying to see excuse me you know the story everyone's dying to see about kylo and the knights of ren yeah that's what this is yeah man i'm excited he brings a lot of soul to his work so oh, i'm ready <laughs> no oh, i was sold on charles soul's work uh when i picked up that true believers darth vader of his of his vader run he wrote that civil war comic that we read he which civil war the, comic? The, the what if the the, the yeah, secret wars the secret yeah, wars civil did. war where the, the bomb went the, the alternate Civil War. I don't think I read that. Oh, he might not have been on that No, episode. I wasn't on that episode. Oh, he wasn't on that episode. I wasn't on that Oh, episode. man, that's like the best comic ever made, bro. No, well, I mean, he wrote Swamp Thing. He did. He Literally yeah. everything he he's w- written has been good. So you're, you're sold on Swamp Thing. It doesn't... It's, it doesn't say it. Nah. No. Say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> say his name. I am not going to say it. Say but I'm sold force. on Soul. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say I liked his, uh, that, um, t- um, like that uh, True Believer issue. Show that true believer issue of his number one and I really want to go into his Darth My Vader man, stuff. I will loan you that Darth Vader run. It's good. Cool. I'll even take... Brandon's saying it now. Cool. Yeah. My man. I love my it. man. Hey, All right. Uh, my man. I will take I can't it stop myself. I'm tired. <laughs> no, I get you. So <laughs> I think we I think we just came up with another show, right? Sold on Soul. Oh. Listen, I will talk about comics every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to do this. Brand- Cult of Kate's a spinoff Sold on Soul. <laughs> Brandon is going to have an aneurysm. Oh, All right, guys. He's going to tell us to stop creating shows because we tell him to stop creating t-shirts. Instead of a a cult. Keep going with shows. Keep making shows. Uh, More content, more better. Uh, (laughs) Instead of a cult-like based show, it's uh, like the guy who you would check in on for the stock market. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you sold on soul this week? Here we go. (laughs) Uh, Fine, I'll say it. Aaron, what up? 35% this week. Yeah, yeah. Real good. Fine, Sparks, for you, I'll say I'm sold on soul. There we go. All right, guys. You're welcome. We're here finally. We're we're at the dawn of the X Men. It's about to get real crazy at Marvel Comics. It's been pretty crazy since uh, uh, since forever because Jonathan Hickman's back. There we go. Oh right. uh, yeah, Jonathan Hickman's back. Uh, five books were announced. At, so Powers of X and House of X are six books. Oh, Brandon, I love you. Thank you. Six books. <laughs> six books were announced. I, I keep forgetting the the regular X Men book as well because there's yeah. a traditional. So House of X, Powers of X, two miniseries. Uh, they're telling this. Uh, they're telling one big story. But you got to read both books. My wallet's gonna hate me, but that's okay. Hey, so is mine, buddy. I gotta pick up my comics next week too. I'm oh screwed. Boy. I, if you pick up five new X Men books, uh, Ben, I will. I'm I pick, will marry. I, you. Have, <laughs> 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 it's, I can't. 
imagine you picking up five new X-Men books because like I was gonna for <laughs> sure pick up um House of X and Powers of X. Yeah. I was for sure gonna pick up those. That's the miniseries before the real book. But I was gonna pick up start picking up the real book. Alright guys, let me let if me Hickman is writing an ongoing X-Men book and with all the X-Men stuff I read for this episode and with all the comp the the praise you're giving this man on how good X-Men is, might as well give it a shot. Yes. So um I believe what's the date? Okay, yeah. So on Wednesday, oh my God, Jonathan Hickman's launching uh, Powers of X and House of X, and they're going to come out every single week for six weeks. And then the relaunch fully happens. We're getting X Men number one, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Lionel Francis Yu. Also did that Civil War comic. One of my favorite. He's my, currently my background uh, wallpaper on my phone. Uh-huh. He's one of the best Marvel artists. Uh, it's a new era for the X Men. The X Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibility, and things have never been better. That's not usually what you hear when you think of the X Men, that things have been good. So that's, again, Jonathan Hickman's doing a really interesting new take. We'll see what it is. Let's talk about all the new books. And these are some truly inspired old school shit, you guys. Let's talk about New Mutants number one, which is being written by Jonathan Hickman, also Ed Brisson. So uh, Jonathan Hickman will do the first arc with him, and then Ed will take it over. You know how you know how happens in, in comic books. Art by Rod Reese. Beautiful, creative guy. I love Rod Reese. The next generation claims the future. The classic New Mutants, Sunspot, Wolf, Spain, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cipher, get together with a few new friends, Chamber and Mondo, to seek out their mis- to seek out their missing member and share the good news. A mission that takes them into space along the Star Jammers. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> That's. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a synopsis. Hey guys, remember uh, New Mutants? That movie that came out two years ago. Cool. Uh, two full-time jobs ago? Two, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, there's a Twitter post like, yeah, I did a set visit for New Mutants two full-time jobs ago. That's where the state of that movie's at. Um, wow. So, yeah, New Mutants is a really cool property. A lot of younger mutants that, uh, that are obscure and stuff. That's coming out cool. This is one of the newer, cooler ones, guys. Marauders number one. It's being written by Jerry Duggan, and it's the arts by Matteo Lolly. Uh, with covers by Russell Dowderman, who is the Thor artist. The X-Men sail at dawn. Even in this glorious new dawn, mutant kind faces hardships and oppression from their human counterparts. Led by Captain Kate Pride and funded by Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company, because Emma Frost is now the leader of the Hellfire Club in the comics. Marauders Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sail the seas of the world to protect those hated and feared. They are pirates on the high seas saving mutants. What the fart is going on, you guys? Yo ho, yo ho, Marauders. They're on on an X-Men spaceboat. I love it. All right, guys, Fallen Angels. I guarantee you guys have never heard of Fallen Angels before. It's been written by Brian Edward Hill, who is a DC guy. He's writing Black Black Lightning and Detective Comics. Uh, He's jumping over to Marvel. Not all belong in paradise. Psylocke finds herself in this new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it. But when a face from her past returns only to be killed, she seeks help from others who feel similar similar to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Quanin, who is a, oh boy, a clone of Betsy Braddock, who Betsy Braddock's brain got put into the clone body, and then that character is forgotten for 20 years. Cool. Join Quanin for a personal <laughs> mission that could jeopardize all mutant kind. I absolutely love that. Um, that guys, <laughs> so much lore. Because like, you guys don't know very much X-Men stuff, but just no, 40 years of X-Men lore. Unfortunately, I don't. Okay. Excalibur. Excalibur is written by Teeny Howard, who's a big-time up-and-coming uh, Marvel writer, with art by Marcus Toe, who's done some great stuff. Uh, a New Day is Forged. Forged is, a, is an X-Men. Funny. Mutant Kind has always been special, as and, and has their relationship with the world, or worlds, around them as this new era dawns a new connection forms between mutants and the magic of their world and that of other world can the new captain britain forge a way through the chaos with her companions rogue gambit jubilee richter and apocalypse hey guys 
we just read a comic about a young apocalypse. Guess who's growing up? Uh, this is really cool because <laughs> the uh, the Captain Britain Corps, uh, they are a multiversal police corps. And uh, uh, Betsy Braddock is the sister of Captain Britain. And now she's becoming the new Captain Britain, much like uh, uh, Miss Marvel became Captain Marvel. So this is a really cool uh, 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 evolution of a character for Psylocke. I think that's super dope. I'm really excited. I don't think Olivia Munn's going to be in this comic book. <laughs> thank, thank, you, thank you for laughing. Um, and the one that I probably am the most excited about because it's a deviation of its original format is X Force. Uh, the cost of the future isn't cheap. X Force is the CIA of the mutant world. One half intelligence branch, one half special ops. Beach, <laughs> Beach, <laughs> Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage are on one side. Wolverine, Kid Omega. And Domino on the other. In a perfect world, there would be no need for X Force. Yet here they are. So this is the first time where we've had a like Oracle uh, with the with the team. It's always just been the teams killing people. Now they have good a good side of their team, which is a really interesting dynamic because X Force are a bunch of murderers and they murder children. So this is a really cool take bringing Jean Grey into this because. Uh, not the X-Men movies. Jean Grey is a hero, and she loves people so much. So I really can't wait to see what she has to say about Wolverine killing people. I think this is super cool. You guys, the X-Men are back. Holy shit. So, Ryan. Holy shit. So how big is my ring going to be? Your ring? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of money. I'm kidding. I will I'm buy kidding. you five... I will buy you six ring pops, one for each new series. Uh, hopefully, there's enough flavors. I was kidding. <laughs> no, I'm no. pretty sure so Fanny they, would so have they, a, uh, have something to say about you trying to marry me, buddy. Hey, man, move to Utah. What's up, Brandon? So they so they talked to so they talked to the people who attended the panel about the Hickman. They said the Hickman will be writing the X Men for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. uh, and that he's already planning Wave Two and Three of the X Men titles. I absolutely believe that. Um, on a similar. But unrelated note, Jordan White, who was the editor of the X-Men comics, when talking about, um, obviously at Comic-Con, like, about Jonathan Hickman taking over the X-Men and the potential of the X-Men in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movies. Jordan said, when you look at what Hickman's doing in the comics and this brand new, um, this brand new leap forward with the X-Men, it is a perfect jumping off point where if they did want to bring the X-Men into the MCU, this is a really easy and new way to do it that's not hindering on the past. Right. And much like the Avengers and how much of a Jonathan Hickman is inspired Infinity War and Endgame and all that stuff, I would not be surprised sure. if the X-Men stuff that's about to happen is some of the stuff we get in the future. And it completely tug away from uh, the, you know, uh, have it be like a, 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 a gay representation, you know, a minority representation. Because, like, that has been the X-Men for a long time, but that's not what they kind of are anymore. Uh, and like the world's right. evolved, right? And like the yeah, movie, yeah. The, even the movies shy away from that. It's the stuff we like about the gifted. So what, what we what we what we're gonna get into a little later is that when he when when you know Peggy talked about you know after the panel he talked about X Men he did say that they were going to do something that's never been done in the movies before. So yeah. You know, and, you don't know. And again, That's his favorite thing. Yeah, and when I when I think of like what he did like with Ultimates and like in Fantastic Four, like he he fundamentally changed like core aspects of those characters, but for the better, like like great world changing stuff. So like, it's it's really cool to see like man, we're about to have like a a comic book like actual change that hasn't been changed in a long time, and like right, it's just so exciting. I, I, you guys know how much I love Marvel. It's it's a cool time. It's a cool time. Guess what? It sounds very exciting. We got more Marvel stuff. I'm sorry. Oh my lord, Spider Verse, baby. So it's being written by Jed McKay with art by Juan Frigarum, uh, also by Ar- uh, Arthur Adams, Stuart Eminen, Stacy Lee, and more who have not been announced. But uh, this is a big old new Spider book that's kind of based on the movie, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's unclear if it's 
you know, part of the movie, but it is based on the idea. It is the main, it, the, the, it says, let's see, Into the Spider-Verse character designer, Wendy, Wendell Dollett is involved. Yeah, as the cover artist. As a, okay, as a cover artist, okay. Uh, each, oh, this is cool. Each issue features hashtag Spider-Sonas, which are their own fan-made Spider-Mans from different universes. Um, from each of Spider-Man's, uh, Spidey's biggest fans. So, like, uh, a comic book creator is going to dr- put their own, like, Spider-Sonas. Like, hey, look, this is, like, Western Spider-Man. This is Iron Man Spider-Man, you know. That's kind of cool stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it is not uh, any of the people from the movie involved, which is fine. It, it could be the comic book Spider-Verse, but also none of the current Spider-Man people are writing it. Sure. So it's kind of like a weird, like, oh, this is weird, its own Spider-Verse thing, whatever. Um, uh, it's I'm, not bad if it's its own thing. No, yeah. Cause uh, it just it, it reminded me of the movie, but it's yeah. but but it's not the movie. But they're it's, doing well, they are, the movie. They are trying to evoke the movie. Yeah, and I'm just curious uh, how much. Uh, we'll see what that comic is. I don't yeah. know if I'll if I'll pick it up. Let's see what what it is. Too many too many comics to read. Now this came out real late, real cool. Hey guys, you like the vision? Well, guess what? It's Vision Part Two. Uh, it's called Stranger Adventures. <laughs> It's not what it's called. It's called Strange Adventures. Uh, it's uh, Adam Strange. You guys know Adam Strange? He's on that Krypton show, right? Yep. Just looks like, yes, uh, he looks is. like Jeff Johns, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Adam Strange is a really cool uh, old school DC character who shows up from time to time, but uh, he is getting a, a Mr. Miracle vision-centric uh, a type of comic uh-huh. uh, that is uh, that you know what Tom King does. He plays with, with your expectations of the comic. If you looked at the... Uh, he, t- make, he, makes all, he makes all his characters really sad. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it works for me. Uh, but if you look at the covers, like one of the covers is a very traditional, like 1950s, like wow, like Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange, damn it, Adam Strange, like he's this cool space adventurer. It's like very like sci-fi retro. And then the next cover is like graffiti, like he's a liar and oh, a murderer. Yeah, I've seen and, this. And like his eyes are crossed out. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely Mister Miracle Vision shit. Like this yeah. is gonna be like right. like a very mature, weird take on this char- on this character. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's the same uh, K- yeah. King said that you know he had already. Before Mr. Miracle ended, he said that he's already in work on the next twelve issue maxi series uh, for DC, and and this is what that what, this is what that is. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm super stoked. Yeah. Um, before there's not a lot of information, but you you glossed over something I, I want to I wanted to talk about. Go for it. Um, Undiscovered country. Oh, Scott's- oh, did I? I didn't even. It's not on here. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. My bad. Yeah. Go for uh, it. So, Undiscovered country by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule. This is great. Um, with art by Soul Giuseppe. Soul. <laughs> Giuseppe uh, Camoncoli, I guess. Camoncoli. Um, yeah, yeah, you good. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to read the, the whole description, but it's basically um, America walled off its borders and shut off the rest of the world, completely media silent, everything. Nobody knows what happened to America. And then one day the walls open, and so people send expeditions to figure out what happened to America. Uh, 30 so like years later. Trek. Yeah. That's that is, that is a truly inspired story. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. That is a I love that idea because it could be it, it, we don't know what the story is. It could literally be anything. Right. It could be yeah. realistic. It could be alien. It could be monstrous. Who really knows? I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, and I I love Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, so I'm in. And Giuseppe Camucci is is a is a great Spider-Man artist. He did Spider-Man for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Very excited for that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I missed over that. I'm actually very excited for that. Yeah. Um. Boy, we've made it to the end to the great the, the grand all be all baby. Our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige spoke. Oh to, he spoke to us this beautiful Saturday night. He did indeed. Saturday or Friday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night. Oh boy, let's let's get. So here's what. So let me tell you what happened with this for me on my end. Go for it. Um, I was at my. I was. I mentioned on the last episode. I went to my cousin's wedding, and uh, every every twenty seconds, as soon as the panel started, I was I was 
refreshing and being like, oh my God, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Yeah, it really, it really was an, a straight hour and a half of like breaking news. Yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty fun to like be on YouTube and just like scrolling my phone like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so let's get into it. He opened the panel with saying that Avengers Endgame has now become the highest grossing film of all time. So I want to clarify, at the time of him declaring that, it had not actually happened yet. They knew it was going to happen today, Sunday, July 22nd, and it did. I have the number. Today, Marvel's Avengers Endgame crossed $2.7902 billion. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but at the time that he reported it uh, at Comic-Con, it had not actually officially happened yet. But he had to do it in the panel, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Just Because uh, they, knew, they knew it was going to. Yeah. Uh, That's insane. I honestly, I started to doubt it was going to happen. I can't wait to see that James Cameron post. Yeah, right. Ooh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's a it's a Navi uh, middle finger. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Probably would be. All right, guys. So we're going to start with, uh, I guess we're going in order of, of when they might be coming out, right? No, um, I'm not sure how I did this, but. I reordered close. it in order that they're coming out. There you go. Perfect. Oh, okay. okay. There you go. So yeah, we're going to start with uh, the, the one we know now, I guess the most about. The most about, yeah. Cause Black it's the Widow. This movie was has been shooting for thirty days, but it still wasn't confirmed. How funny! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we know uh, everything about it now. It's directed by Kate Shortland. Uh, obviously, Scarjo's back as the Black Widow. Our boy David Harbor. David Harbor gets second billing in this movie. Oh, he does. Hell yeah! Yes, he, he's playing Red Guardian, who is a uh, who is a member of the Russian Avengers. Ooh. But he has problems with Captain America, so there might be some fundamental. Uh, he might be a hero villain kind of thing. That's really cool. Uh, Florence Pugh from Midsummer, the main character in Midsummer. Yes, she's playing uh, Yelena Belova, who is another Black Widow, who is a villain Black Widow, who might be a, the new Black Widow. They're kind of hinting at that in the at least the press sure no the movie has not given us any indication but like hey right. florence Pugh, you're the new black widow right and she's just like uh yes well in the foot in the footage that was shown and i couldn't find a confirmation on this i read it once um and the footage that was shown supposedly black widow calls her her sister uh, they they call each other like sister the way that like metaphor not that's real that is a common Russian's uh, turn like of comrade phrase. brother uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I call to you say guys right. sister but, that, but that's what I'm saying is if they if they're doing that then means they're both black they went through the Black Widow program no yeah that's yeah they have said that she went through the no. Black Widow she, program she's what, from the comics what yeah. Ryan's talking about is that the, the the press is running with the idea that she will be the new Black Widow going uh, forward oh yeah, yeah sorry yeah like like. Like ScarJo's dead, but like this takes place when it takes place, and then five years later or, or like ten years uh, later, she's now arguably our Black Widow. This takes place after Civil War. Yes, this, this is takes place after Civil War for sure. With partial with partially taking place during Budapest, so you know there's that. That is cool. And oh boy, guys, uh, oh let's get to the cast. Uh, Ot Fan Bengal, that's that's a great name, is playing Masan, and then Rachel Weiss is playing Melina, who is a uh, a cool spy lady. Who she does cool spice stuff in the so, movie, apparently. So we don't actually know, sorry, real quick, we don't actually know that the part of this is taking place during, like, the back time Budapest. We don't know. We don't, we know, don't know that. We know so, that she's going to yeah. Budapest, but we don't know that that's, like, the Budapest it could be that going when back her and there. Hawkeye were there. It could be going I think back. she's so going I, back. So I did say, So I did try to figure, I did try to find this again. Um, the I saw one report that said it's set after Captain America Civil War, and I found another report that said it's set before Iron Man 2. Yeah, so, uh, I, I followed up on this. David Harbour and Kevin Feige specifically said after the panel, mm-hmm. this is after Civil War and before Infinity War. Yeah. That's when this okay. movie takes place. 
David okay, Harbour cool, was really cool. funny in interviews <laughs> during this because like oh, really? they did like when they all brought him up on the panel like there was a lot of like uh, pre-screen questions and he got this question of like so David how does it feel to have your fan base uh, 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 grow now that you're joining a Marvel movie and he's like what the hell kind of question is that of course I love that I'm in a Marvel movie <laughs> right and I'm like he's like who writes these questions duh I love Marvel uh, I just thought it was David Harbour came Harbour's. out in a Captain America shirt he came in yes in yeah. a nice. Bucky Captain America shirt yeah yeah Ooh. Yeah, the the uh, Alex Ross shiny one, which right. is awesome. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, the best news in this: Taskmaster's in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, right. We saw some uh, promo art with Taskmaster, and yeah, yeah, he looks a lot better than the set footage that I saw. Because the set footage I saw, he looks really bad, like a Power Ranger. Whereas the pr- the, the promotional art, it, it looks a little more. He has a hood and a shield. To be stuff. honest with you, like all the MCU costumes don't look very good under the big floodlights. Yes. Uh, and and he didn't have his hood in that shot either. So I wonder if there's any CGI stuff involved with that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, might be a couple of CGI touch-ups. Yeah. yeah. But like, yo, man. You guys know how much you love Taskmaster. Working like, in Taskmaster. This is crazy. And I'm like, excited. It, Taskmaster could work in like a Captain America, but like it doesn't work in like Thor or Iron Man. Like this is perfect. He's a hand-to-hand combatant. This is perfect for Black Widow. Right. This is like truly exceptional. Uh, yeah, the, it's really great to know that this is taking place when it is. I was talking to you uh, about this, Ryan, when the news dropped. That um, I'm very happy this does not take place pre avengers pre-iron man like way back then, uh yeah. too i don't i didn't want that i didn't make sense it was like oh but we've had this character growth and you're going to throw her back to like watch her as this character and then go to iron man that's two. for a different tv show that we're going to talk about right right yes. uh but now but now we're watching her uh around the civil war time i liked brandon's idea of it being during winter soldier i still kind of like that a lot but this idea i'm totally down with i'm glad it's in this time period i'm glad we're closer to where we left her at i agree yeah me too i'm excited for this all righty so um excuse me oh so yeah it is real quick real quick watching the panel it was funny that this was like one of the last things they announced and it's the only one that's filming (laughs) well i think because like it's the closest one that we're going to see so they don't want to uh, no, I yeah. I know it was just funny. It's just the the workaround of trying to get this movie confirmed was just ridiculous. The movie was filming and they were like, no, 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 well, we're of, not. Nothing's of happening. Like Marvel is very special and weird. Like movies get made. We know how they get made. People like <laughs> there's so many production yeah. things that like oh we found this out uh, through a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, like every every rumored uh, casting was reported true except for the Millie Bobby Brown one. Every single every single one. one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um. Black Widow comes out May 1st, 2020. So yep. we have less than a year. Here we go. Hell yeah. Here we go. Next is the Cap... Nope. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and did you guys see the new logo has Captain America shield? It yes. Does. yes, it does. Because this is 100% about him becoming Captain America. Oh, yeah. As it should and be. And yeah. he said... I've watched multiple interviews where saying he's tried on the suit. Yes. And so, like, this is his journey to become Captain. He came out with the shield. Yeah. And it's a, oh, it's a new shield. Yes, it's he a did. New shield. Oh, man. Yeah. That's uh, great. It's great. Uh, the things that excite me the most are that Emily Van Camp is coming back as Agent 13. Which we knew. Sharon Carter, yes. We know that uh, Daniel Brühl is coming back as Baron Zemo. But, but what we didn't know. Sorry, he's he, he's coming back as Zemo. We did not know he's going to be Baron Zemo. And pull down that mask. And, and Comic-Con saw footage of him pulling down a purple mask, and people said it did not look bad, which is unbelievable to me, because that's a stupid mask. It is. Right? I love yeah. it, though. Uh, but like again, like them bringing back uh, Baron Zemo, I'm like, all right, cool. This Baron Zemo creates the Thunderbolts. Like this is an easy way to get villains to turn the heroes. Like all this setup, like just by him being alive and then bringing him back is like so much cool stuff. Like Marvel is the best at setup. I love it so much. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, uh, that's coming out fall 2020. So probably like a year or so. You think? Uh, yeah, is it'll is probably it'll probably be in like the. 
September, uh, September, October time. It's like a year yeah. plus. Yeah. I would yeah. feel it's like the September um, slot All right. for Disney Plus. Bra- the Brandon, Disney Plus, right? Thoughts yeah. on Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, I'm really excited about it. I really liked how um, when they were on stage, uh, Sebastian Stan and um, Anthony Mackie, they passed the shield around. Like they weren't quite sure which one of them. Mm-hmm. Like to give the impression that the story will be maybe about like um, either of them trying to figure out like, well, which one of us should be Captain America? I, I'm kind of in, in, interested to see them give Bucky character development also. I That'd absolutely, that, that is what I'm super excited about because as much as we disagree about like Captain uh, Civil War and stuff, I do agree about Bucky being undeveloped. Uh-huh. And I do think this is going to be really fun because I do think there will be at least an episode or two like where, he, where Falcon's like, this is too much. I need you to try this. And then he's like, it's not for me, man. You are Captain America. Falcon, you yeah, are yeah. Captain America. Because like, yeah. I, think, I think it would be not a disservice, but like... Captain Bucky as Captain America is a pivotal point in the comics, and that is something really cool that like we are never going to see. So if we can have even like a tease of like him like trying it out, for me that's enough, and I think that's that's pretty cool. So uh, I think yeah, that- and you also got to you also got to wonder like perhaps like um, Falcon will be like, hey, look, you you are you have super strength. I'm just a guy. Mm-hmm. You should be the one who's Captain America. Exactly. You know, something like that. Yeah. And then it'll turn out like, hey, Falcon, you're a way better person than me. You should be Captain America. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, this, so thing, things like that. I'm, I'm excited to see I'm, how, that, how that turns out. I'm, all, I'm excited about all that you just said as well. I'm also just really happy that he's going to be Baron Zemo. Yep. Yeah. That was the yeah. thing I walked out of Civil War. Like, if you left him alive, you've got to bring him back as the Baron. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right, guys. Now we're at the... I, I actually, I was going to say the craziest movie, but it might not be the craziest movie. No, uh, I don't think so. We're at Eternals. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely the most... Uh, crazy lore for that Marvel's gonna have because this is t- millions of years spanning. Yeah, we're getting the Celestials in this too. Yeah, this is this is the heavy heavy. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy is obscure, right? Like uh, characters like Swamp Thing is obscure. Sure. The Eternals is the most obscure thing Marvel has dived into. Right. This is the not bottom of the barrel, but this is the lowest of totem totem poles of popularity, and they're making a hundred fifty million dollar movie out of it, which means every like we talked about the end game is over. The the Pandora's box is open. They can do whatever they want. Let's talk about the let's talk about the Eternals, so, guys. So quick side side note about the Eternals. I was looking, I was feeling my phone blow up when you when I was at that uh, party the other day, and I looked on it and I saw the Instagram post that I think Ryan sent of the Eternals, of like the whole confirmed cast and everything. And I'm telling him, um, the, my friend, um, my uh, Jeff and some friends of mine, and I was like, hey, we got the Eternals cast, and they're like, who are the Eternals? And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I don't know how to answer that. Well, it's a Marvel movie. He's like, oh, superheroes. I'm like. Kinda. So even I was like, the answer I, I, is the answer is always yes. Yeah, the yeah, answer basically. is always yes. So they were like looking. It was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, oh yeah, it's just comic. Because they, I kept looking at my phone. They're like, hey, what's going on? I was like, it's just Comic Con stuff. Don't worry about it. All right. So it is being directed by Chloe Zhao, who directed a a uh, I believe an Oscar nominated movie called The Writer, which mm-hmm. I have not seen, but I'm absolutely gonna watch before this movie comes out because I'd, I'd like to know her filmography sure. for this. Um, although the lead characters are immortal, the film will feature will explore what it's like to be human. Uh, yeah, all of them are millions of years old. These are all the archetypes for our Greek gods, our, our Norse gods. Like uh, uh, Angelina Jolie is playing Athena, who is based on Athena. Richard Madden is playing Icarus, which is based on like Apollo. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani is playing Kingo. Not sure about him. Uh, uh, Lauren Riddleoff, who is a gender-bent version of Makari, who is uh, uh, Hermes. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry is Fastos, who is Hephaestus. Uh, Salma Hayek is Ajax, who is Ajax. Uh, Leah McHugh, McHugh, who I don't know, is Sprite. And then Don Lee, who I didn't know who Don Lee was. 
because Don Lee's real name is Ma Dong Seok, and he's a guy from Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we talked about when he his, was rumored for the casting. His name is Don Lee. That is his American name okay. that he chooses. This is the first time he's ever come out with Don sure, Lee. Sure, sure. So it's cool that he's he's becoming an American actor. Yeah, yeah. And I wish he could just use his real name. I'm so ha- like I'm happy about this cast. I am most happy about him. He is playing. Arguably the coolest character, Gilgamesh, who is based off Hercules. Right. Who I mean, sorry, who becomes Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Is this is this um, the most diverse cast that Marvel has? One billion percent. Yes. One billion percent. This yeah, is this I, is I a was, truly exceptional cast in every 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 way. I was looking at I was looking at this cast and I was thinking like, wow, this is yeah very unique they, for them. They took a cast photo too. It was real cute. Um, you both, uh, Brandon and Ben, should watch Train to Busan for this guy. Yeah. Uh, he's so fantastic. He is such I'm a so presence. happy he's about to blow up. Train to Busan is the reason he got this movie, because he's and not he's in not, a lot of stuff. And he's not the main character in Train to Busan, but he is he's the, the standout. He's the best character. Yeah. For sure. So wait, you said he's Hercules? Gilgamesh is is the is the person who is in like folklore becomes Hercules, or the first hero who... Uh, Real quick, the one above all who is God in the Marvel Universe names him Gilgamesh, uh, but he was Hercules. He was the hero who is like the first superhero of all time. So a- the superhero Hercules in, in Marvel Comics, that's this guy. <sighs> no, and that's that's where the weird thing comes in, because later on Marvel decided we're just going to do the Greek pantheon. That's not the Eternals. It's basically like these were the inspirations for the what the Greek heroes become. Like Gilgamesh, like Hercules is inspired by Gilgamesh. Uh, Athena is inspired by Athena, basically. Uh, how they right, do it, I've, how they do it in the should. movies. I know, I know, it's a lot to take. And like, see, when you like the Greek gods, like you think they're the original gods, but they're not. They're the second generation where the Eternals are first. I'll, I'll put it this way: I th- wouldn't be surprised if in this version for the films, he just is Hercules. You don't need to create that no. separate entity. He can be Hercules. Oh, this is the best example. So you know how the Titans created the gods? They are basically the Marvel Titans, but they're called uh, Eternals. Right. They are the guys who create the modern myth interpretations of the gods. I don't think the movies need to go into that mythology. Uh, they can streamline very easily. Um, if if they're keeping with Mar- like deep Marvel lore, I really love the ideas of of Angelina Jolie's Athena inspiring what the Greek gods become. Like, sure, I, all that lore stuff is important because mm. I want Hercules in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that Hercules. Well, but is like a that's character. the thing. But that's the thing. This guy could be that Hercules. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they could that's just what I'm make saying. that yeah. happen. Uh, Yes, it is. It is a very weird, tricky pickle because they don't use the Eternals a lot in the comics. They they pick and choose when they want to use them. Actually, the Eternals all died in off-panel in War of the Realms, I think. So I think yeah. they're going to do a massive well, they, reboot. They've been they've been dead for a while because um, they were dead for because even in Amnon and Landing's run of Guardians of the Galaxy, they were like our planet's gone and we're really scattered throughout the. Yeah. They've been they've been they've had a rough go of it in the mid two thousands. Ninety nine percent sure that. Uh, I think this was on purpose. Jason Aaron's uh, War of the Realms event. I'm pretty sure that all the Eternals were killed by uh, Malekith. So I think that's their way yeah. of doing a reboot for the Eternals when they're ready with the movie. Well, Star so, Fox was was just killed in Guardians of the Galaxy, also. So yeah, uh, he's oh, yeah, all, he's an Eternal. I'm so I was surprised that we didn't get a Star Fox casting. Here's the thing, though. Star Fox is like third generation. So like there are millions of years of characters before Star no, Fox I, shows up. Right, I know, but if we're if we're doing Eternals, you know, you have the potential to do a Thanos uh, connection there. Yes. Um, I thought maybe Star Fox would be an easy. I end. wouldn't be surprised if that's like a secret kind of thing. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. The Eternals and the, so oh, man. 
This, this is a lot of stuff about the Eternals that leads directly into the X-Men 2, and I and there's too much to talk about, but what I quickly want to say is the Celestials, millions of years ago, uh, uh, experimented on, on, on the first humans, like the first apes, and they basically would turn them into Deviants and Humans and Eternals. And that's the foundation for uh, uh, Brandon. You read the New Avengers, Jason Aaron's Avengers. The one of, a celestial came to Earth and s- and bore s- the seeds, much like Prometheus, for humanity to become mutants. So celestials yeah. are the reasons that mutant, that humans can evolve. So I I truly think that with this Hickman stuff, with this Eternal stuff, they are building the way of the Eternals uh, uh, ushered in the evolution of mutants and stuff. I think they are firmly yeah. going to tie that together because it makes the most sense for the comics and the movies. I, I just want to say real quick, uh, we did see um, concept art of the Eternals, and they look real good. Yeah, it's all the Celestials. Sorry, not the the, the, the Celestials. I mean, yeah, I think uh, the Celestials look awesome. Yeah, they look 1960s Kirby, like exactly like those big dumb robots. Yeah, uh, it's coming out November 8th, 2020. Oh, my God. That's that's almost a, that's a year away, baby. All right. Woo, baby. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi's cool, right? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh-huh. That makes that movie ten times even cooler. This was this was the biggest surprise for me. I, I knew Shang-Chi was happening, but I didn't think we'd see the Ten Rings. Yeah, that's true. It's and we're and we're getting the real Mandarin. Um, excuse me, which is which is again something I didn't think we would ever see. All these things I never thought we would see. Yeah. Uh, so we will be introduced to the real Mandarin. His name is Tony Luang. L e u n g. I'm not good with pronouncing either. Uh, Simu Liu though was a cast as, casted as Shang Chi uh, four days before the announcement. <laughs> yes, yeah. he did a screen was, test the week before. What a guy! I told you guys like you know when we found out that Thor four was hap- when we got the rumor that Thor that Thor four was happening with Taika. I said you know we're probably gonna start hearing a lot of this because as they start to like, get contracts signed to make a big announcement. Like and I was right. Yeah, they cast yeah. him on Tuesday. <laughs> it's it, yeah. The guy, uh, 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 Simu Liu said like, yeah, I did a screen test a week ago. I was casted Tuesday, and now I fly out, flew out here. What a crazy week I've had. Right. Uh, yeah. And real quick, if you guys go to this guy's Twitter and you do the research on his Twitter for like the last five years, he has been a Marvel stan, a Marvel fanboy, saying, "Yo, man, I really love Captain America. When are we gonna get an Asian superhero?" And like, "Yo, Marvel, call me. I'm always available." And I'm well, saying, last, they year, him. last year when they when we first got rumblings of Shang Chi, he was like, "Hey guys, hey Marvel, call me." And then he retweeted that tweet a year later, saying, "Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for calling me." Uh, yeah, I, I I really hope um, I really hope we see Trevor Slattery as a cameo. I I think we will at least at least a cameo. They're, they're not going to mention the Mandarin and not show what the Mandarin was. I would love to see Trevor Slattery like chained in a Mandarin prison. Oh yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, like, uh, like he just gets treated so poorly. Like he, he was just acting; it wasn't yeah. his fault, man. Uh, it's yeah. also uh, Aquafina is going to be in this movie, and she's like one of the like the hottest up and coming actresses around. Right. Uh, so that's her new movie. Cool. Her new movie is apparently amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the farewell. Yes. yes. The farewell. Yeah. Yeah. I that trailer almost made me cry in a theater. I was like, wow, a trailer. Yeah, doing I've heard. This. I've heard a lot of good buzz yeah. about it. Uh, not surprised. A twenty four making great stuff as usual. Wow, and it's not a horror movie either. <laughs> no, that's not all they make. <laughs> no, I know. It's just. Mostly, it mostly feels like horror movies. Uh, that's coming out February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Hot dog, cool, cool stuff, guys. Yeah. So next we got a. I'm, I'm super excited that we're following up on the Ten Ring stuff, Ben. I'm I'm in. I I know nothing about Shang Chi, so I I don't. Really... No, but you but know the, about the Ten Rings. Yeah, the Ten. He's yeah. the master of kung fu. It's like yeah. I don't know. I thought with I thought with Iron Man uh, dead, we won't see any more of the Ten Rings. I mm-hmm. thought that was done after Iron Man three, and uh, we got a little bit of it when when All Hail the King short came out. And then they just never did anything with that. Uh, I thought maybe guy, they went on to bigger and better. Uh, a guy in Ant Man had a Ten Rings tattoo. Uh, yes, I said that on the panel. 
Whoa, yeah. I did not see that. I didn't oh. either, so I, yeah. I guess I got to rewatch Ant-Man. Wait, Ant-Man the Wasp or just Ant-Man? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Oh. Maybe in the prison, okay. right? I think he said the prison? Yeah. Like at the very beginning. Oh. I forget where exactly. Well, he's, he, no, yeah, Scott's in Seagate, and um, ju- and um, that's where Trevor Slattery was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he was broken out. All right. Interesting. It's all connected. Moving mm-hmm. on up again to the Disney Pluses. Talk about WandaVision. The WandaVision. worst name ever. You know what? I also agree for a second that I did think that it was a bad name, but then they told me that it's looking through like it's like a 1950s look through Scarlet Witch's thoughts of what's going on. It's literally Wanda's vision, right? So it, it's, it's a play on it's the, a play on both yeah. words. And again, it's not the greatest name, but like I, I think it's a kind of a uh, a uh, almost a smart name. I think yeah. it's cool. I don't. I just think it's it, it's going to be great. I, I just <laughs> think the name's a little. So odd. does yeah. this take place before or after? Infinity? I'll tell you what. After after Endgame. Endgame. Oh. Uh, it reminds me of, like Smellavision, Fantavision. Like this isn't the first Panavision. time. Panavision. Panavision. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it, I get you. Uh, we will finally understand Wanda Maximoff as Scarlet Witch. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Because in the comics, she's the mo- one of the most powerful people on the planet. She literally uh, rewrote the world so no more mutants existed. Like she has unfathomable power that we have not seen yet. The most commonly said word about the series throughout the panel was weird. weird. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's yeah. weird that involves the vision, you guys? Tom King's the vision run. Yep. But that's a 1950s aesthetic with murder. So he, so Paul Bettany was the first to admit he's like, I don't know what's happening with my character. I don't know how it fits into the series. I just know I'm in it. It's, it's yeah, a little probably too, uh, too early. Yeah, I, I found that for, to be pretty interesting. Um, the other thing is, I want to say, like, we know that Wanda is the, one of the most powerful people in the in the MCU because uh, she almost destroyed Thanos and made Thanos panic. That's true. Like, th- like Thanos was was at the end when Wanda like was was like crushing his armor into him, and then he said, "Rain fire," and then that was. If he hadn't done that, I think Wanda would have killed Thanos right then and there. It's a possibility, yeah. She she is, yes, you're right. She is very strong, but what I mean is, like, uh, she is not the Wanda from the comics, and the Wanda from the comics is, even though the MCU version is powerful, the Wanda in the comics is on another level of insane. Truly, yeah, like, it, un- it is, insane. It is a different power set, and I wonder, now maybe that they have the X-Men, they can use, like, her, they can, like, dive into, like, kind of, uh, an unlocked power, essentially, that's yeah. more closely related to her comic comic character. Absolutely, and if they want to, if they want to, basically just make enhance mutants at the end, like I won't be mad. I won't. I won't be mad at it. Um, woo! Now, what now, about the other news for Wandavision? This is great. Yeah. So, an actress named uh, Tayona Paris joins the series. Uh, this is crazy. For, uh, she's gr- a grown up Monica Rambo. Yes. Yeah. So we're not getting Lashana Lynch as which is fine. Like I didn't expect right. her to, to do like the the weird grown up version of herself thing. But we are getting a different actress. But we are getting Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Will she be a superhero? I don't think so yet. Mm. I don't think so. Yet. I think this will show. I think this will show her becoming. Um, Jesus, what's her character's name? Photon. Um, Photon. Yes. I think this will show her becoming Photon. Yeah. Uh, super cool news. Yeah. Um, now we're at the one that I that I will think probably be the craziest one and the one I am the most excited about. Doctor Strange. This is, uh, I just wanted to say, like, yes, WandaVision is such a weird place to follow up with uh, Monica. Yeah. It, yeah. That, I know, so right? unexpected. Yeah, that's... Especially because, like, if it's going to take place, like, in, like, Wanda's own reality kind of thing, like, that's super weird for that character who's not tied to Who knows, the man? Or the modern month, MCU. All right, guys. Doctor Strange in the HP Lovecraft of Madness. <laughs> let's talk about... Let's talk about the multiverse of madness. Um, it's coming out. May 7th, 2021, and uh, the director, Scott Derrickson, said this is going to be the first MCU horror movie. Holy shit. 
I love HP Lovecraft. I love the multiverse. You guys know I love both those things a lot. This is again, this movie is made for me, and I want to love a Doctor Strange movie. We talked about this. Yeah, they (laughs) they talked about it as like it's still PG thirteen, still gonna have the same comedy from the first film, but we're adding in the horror element, and we're going to try and make it scary. Yo, man, PG thirteen movies can be spooky. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. a lot of a lot of PG thirteen movies were, um, but also Scarlet Witch is in the movie. Is in the movie. Hell yeah, dude! And she's Magic coming society. over straight from WandaVision. Yeah, so yeah, WandaVision comes up first, and then whatever happens to her is going to lead her into uh, multiverse of badness. I love it. I love it. That's the shit that I'm in. That's the stuff that that's that's what I wanted this Disney Plus exactly to be. You know, yeah, we have, we have the tie-in too. stuff that leads directly into the movies, and it's all connected. It's not the Netflix kind of connected. It is fully connected. Uh, which makes me wonder, like, oh boy, if you don't watch the Disney Plus shows, are you screwed for the MCU? Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I really don't think that's going to be the case. Because um, I think I think Faggy is smart enough to know that. You know, people come to shows at their own pace. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You don't. That's why I think that's why we're not seeing an Avengers movie in this phase. Because if you have an Avengers, you want Captain America. But maybe not everyone's going to watch Falcon Winter Soldier in time for the next Avengers movie. Like I really, I really do think it's going to be accessible to people who are not going to have Disney Plus. But for people who do, it'll be extra, extra. Yeah. Um, it'll be that just that extra bit again, like a good tie-in. You don't need it, but it helps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, oh boy, let's talk about Loki. Did you guys like that the the logo? Because I understand why I understand it's different time periods. Yeah, yeah. I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it really looks good. That's I don't, fine. I, I, I don't have anything wrong. All with the it. other, I'm not crazy about. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I know it's like a weird thing to talk about a logo, but like no, when no, I'm no, so I positive about it. everything else, like hey, yeah, it's one thing that's the logo is for me. It's it's whatever. I didn't really catch that it was different time periods until you just said it. Yes, I okay. just figured it was just Loki just being like just screwing with you. It's like haha, I'm chaos incarnate. Yes. I don't have um, to. The, go on was it CinemaCon that they showed footage from Loki? What was the the recent event that? That they that they talked about it. They haven't shown any footage for Loki because Loki's not hasn't started filming yet. Are they? Sorry. Uh. Well, they sh- whatever what the last con was where they they mentioned Loki because that's where we saw I saw like a leaked image and stuff. Yeah, there was um. It was was it, it was, um, No, it was the press. It was the press um thing that Disney Plus the Disney Plus announcement uh press thing. Oh yeah, its own thing. Yeah, but like we yeah. we saw uh, like it, it might not be real, but it was like it was like a picture of Loki in front of the the Jaws marquee. So yeah. he's in 1970, yeah. basically. Wasn't that the stockholder stockholder meeting or something? Maybe I don't know. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, it d- doesn't matter. Anyway, but time travel, like time, is is an important yeah. thing in this. Is what I'm and trying to get. They straight up said it's Loki alternate timeline after he stole the tesseract, just yes. sticking so, around the. Yeah, in the it universe. is. It is in that timeline where he stole the tesseract. So yeah. again, this is this is uh, 2012 evil Loki. So this is not Loki with character development. This is back to being evil Loki, yeah. which means yeah. he's going to have his own interesting arc on his own, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy about this because I didn't want them to go back on the character development that ended with Infinity War. I was really happy with where that character yeah. ended with Infinity War. I got, um, honestly, the second that they announced a Loki show, I... I, I would I until they announced it I would not believe anything other than of course it's that Loki who stole the Tesseract. What else would it be? They're not going to bring Loki back. There's no way. I right. never well, believe that well, ever. Well, but that's but that's the thing. Before Endgame came out, that was what we were thinking is that they were going to bring back Loki some in some way somehow um, because we hadn't seen Endgame yet. No, After uh, Endgame came out, I, I want to be clear. I was never on that bandwagon. Uh, I always thought Loki was going to stay dead. I always wanted him dead. Yeah. I, I mean, I always wanted him dead too. I was just thinking that, you know, I, many people were having conversations that, oh, he's not dead because of he didn't turn blue. Blah, blah, blah. All that nonsense. Cares? Oh, he's a left hand to the right hand. Yeah, all that nonsense. Um, but the fact that we're we're 
we're dealing with alternate timelines now. We ha- we now have an entire show that is set in a branch reality. Yeah, uh, that's really intriguing, and it gives Tom Hiddleston uh, more meat to play with for that character. And, sort and of. he's clear, he's clearly excited about the opportunity to play this character at this time period with this different character development. So I'm I'm excited for him. Yeah, I just w- I wonder. I wonder what his arc will be, if there will be an arc. I wonder who else will show up in that series, because this can't just ride on only Loki. Yeah. Perhaps Thanos. <laughs> where's my Where's my Tesseract? Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it. Thanos on a Disney Plus series. That's a lot of money, baby. That isn't animated. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming out spring 2021. So yeah, this is not yeah. a while. I'm glad that this is the avenue they're following him down. Me too. All right, baby, it's coming out summer 2021, the new Disney Plus show, Marvel's What If. Speaking of animated Thanos. Holy shit, you guys, talk about a cast. This is awesome, guys. Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, Uh Felix Leiter in the newer James Bond movies, all-around great actor. Jeffrey Wright is cast as The Watcher. He's got a great voice. He's got a great gravelly voice for The Watcher. Uh, Here's a quote. The Watcher is a non-earthly being who observes observes all things. He's watching over the multiverse and occasionally may or may not intervene with the doings of Earthlings. Uh, today is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Oh, what? Why? That was yesterday. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Oh, cool. Tomorrow, yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. The Watcher first appears in 63, 1963, I think, Fantastic Four. He turns up on the moon because today is the 50th anniversary, but the Watchers had a... I don't know what this quote's about. Okay. This is, this is, let me clarify. This is Jeffrey Wright talking to the audience at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. This is like... It's, very, it's someone like a direct translation of someone going, um, well, um, well. And I'm like, okay. It's a weird stream of consciousness. Yes. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Jeffrey Wright's doing the voice. Almost every single person who's been in Amar, almost everyone is coming back to voice their characters. Uh, a decent chunk. Like, we, we, I, I was, we were talking about this before we started recording that uh, I think that they've definitely announced like people that they know for sure they're doing some episodes with. Um, I don't think we've seen full cast even for those episodes or uh, that we've seen full cast for the series. It's yeah. still a shit ton of people. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. But I, I, you know, we, we were talking about like some of the people missing, and I, I think we'll definitely still be seeing more people added to this series. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it's really exciting. I'm excited. I'm really stoked for the show. I am, too, and I like that it's animated, so they really can go balls to the wall. Oh, yeah, they a can big, go batshit crazy with uh, this one. A big highlight for me is Michael B. Jordan's on that voice list, which means we're absolutely getting an Eric Killmonger what-if story, which I'm yep. so happy about. What if he became Black Panther? Uh-huh. Ooh, baby. I'm still excited for the first one, which was announced at the Disney press thingy that we were just talking about, which Captain is uh, Peggy Carter as Captain America. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If that's like the first one and Chris Evans isn't in that, why would he need to be? No, I. Well, no, yeah. no, Chris Evans is in that. They said at the press thing that Chris Evans will return with her, but he oh. will be still like skinny Steve. Oh, he wasn't on the cast release for this, though. Yeah. Oh, maybe they haven't lost a contract yet. See, that's what I mean. That seems weird. If they're doing a Peggy story, you need Steve. True. And I think we'll, I think like Spark said, we'll see, we'll see more cast added as time goes on. Yeah, of course. Um,. All right, guys, this one's pretty pretty exciting. Uh, let's talk about Jeremy Renner's new album, can we? Let's talk about his oh first God, release. No. His oh first Lord. album, Main Attraction. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about Hawkeye. With the Matt Fraction, David Aja, uh, incredible funny run right. as the logo, uh-huh. which exactly tells me what kind of show it's going to be. Jeremy Renner also tweeted a panel from that, that run talking about boomerang arrows, uh-huh. which means this show is absolutely going to be a comedy. It's gonna be that. It's probably gonna be that, and that's exactly what I want from Hawkeye. I don't that's want. That's what series, everybody's wanted. I don't want lame series Hawkeye. That's everybody's want. wanted the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. Yes, and they know it. Everyone knows it. 
this is uh this is great it's going to feature kate bishop who arguably is a better hawkeye uh, i think most people online will probably agree with jeremy that. renner said it like three times did he really yeah good in kate, the panel kate he bishop said like the she's hawkeye. the better hawkeye she's great i love kate bishop uh it's coming out fall 2021 that's that's really cool I really that's like man all, like a lot of the big MCU guys are getting TV shows like they're really they're really putting belief and money behind this and I as a Marvel guy I love it. There yeah, are, Jeremy, this is uh, the first time that we've heard a confirmation for the show too, which I thought was yes. interesting. Yeah, uh, they're also going to have flashbacks to his time as Ronan in the five year gap. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Because that is a completely underdeveloped thing that didn't really need to yes, be in the movie. Yes, there will be flashbacks to his time as yeah, Ronan. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's really sweet. I, I, I think in that. many ways him training Kate Bishop is going to be like a, I'm trying to do something, to leave something better than what I did. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like Wolverine. I love it. All right, guys, let's talk about maybe the most surprising news. Actually, no, that's a lot. Uh, second? Yes. See, this entire panel is nothing but surprises. Okay. Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, so, uh, Valkyrie... Who's, who's going to be in there? She will uh -huh. be the MCU's first openly gay hero. Uh, Tessa Thompson came on stage and saying, "I'm just a I'm just a, a king looking for her queen." Yeah, like very blatant. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty cool news. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi is returning to write and direct. That's really cool news. Mm -hmm. That's really yep. good news. And then they said, "Oh yeah, it's going to be based on the Mighty Thor run by Jason Aaron." And do you guys know who the main character of the Mighty Thor run is? Uh, I believe uh, never. I heard will of take her. Uh, Jane Foster for hundred, Alex. Mother of and Jane Foster. <laughs> so who pops on stage is Natalie Portman, Natalie. and she picks up me on there, and she's like, "Wow, this thing feels it feels pretty good." We we were talking about could this be a thing when Natalie Portman showed up at Endgame, and I and I said no yeah. way. I said yeah, no yeah. way. Like this is I I even said on Twitter like Lady Thor is something I could see happening way in the future mm. with a new cast with a new new person because you remember when the Endgame World premiere was happening and I saw the picture of Natalie Portman at the and I oh, sent yeah. it to the thread and I'm like what the hell why is she there and it's like maybe she shows up in the movie I'm like I don't think she would come back unless there was a really good reason yes. and this still, was the reason yeah Endgame she like her scenes are from the Thor to Dark World yes so like we're still like oh maybe she was just there to be nice. Dude, she's been in talks. She has yeah. been in some talks. Guys, Jason Aaron's Thor run, which started in 2012, um, is is going on still today. It's 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 an incredible seven year run, and like halfway through it, Jane Foster became Thor. When Thor, uh, sorry, became Thor, and then Odin's son, who that's his name, Odin's son, he became unworthy. Um, that's really this is tr truly inspiring stuff, guys. Like this run is so fun, and this is going to be so inspiring to so many little girls who get to see Lady Thor so much earlier than I ever expected. I really, th this is so surprising to me because this is a new character. This is a character that's less than five years old. Yeah, uh, this is monumentally cool. This is like truly awesome. And this, we don't know what this means for Chris Hemsworth in this movie, how much he's in this movie, like Guardians 3, because I think we all thought Guardians 3 was going to probably come out first. They're fast-tracking Thor 4 and putting Akira on hold, which is something we didn't talk about in the news, which really bums me out, which means Akira probably isn't going to happen. So what's interesting for me with this one is obviously I can't believe Natalie Portman even came back. Right. Um, but, she, you know, she's all in. She just posted a before picture. So she's starting to work out. She's starting to get buff for this role. Um, the hammer works differently in the MCU than it does in, in the comics. Not only that, the hammer is gone. <laughs> uh, there is no hammer. Um, so they, they are going to take a lot of liberties with this story. Um, Hold on, real real quick, Bannon. Uh, yeah, this isn't not me challenging you. I'm just I'm actually curious. How is it different? Because it's like whoever be worthy possesses the power of Thor. How is it different? It, it, but they don't they don't transform into Thor in the comics. When you know Jane holds the hammer, she is completely transformed into a new oh, character yeah. of gotcha. Lady Thor. Whereas gotcha. when Captain um, America held it, that didn't happen. No, I, I understand what you mean now. Okay. 
Yeah, you you can wield the powers of Thor, but you don't become mm. Thor. In the comics, you became yeah. Thor. I wonder if she'll get a new hammer, which does transform her. That could be. That, yeah, that could yeah, be. Yeah. Like, Very likely. Because again, the hammer is gone. I didn't. I didn't think about that actually. That aspect, Brandon, because like that is a really cool thing about her is like she's like ninety pound, like chemoed out, cancer ridden Jane Foster, and she turns into this epic hero. And like seeing yeah. that, tr- seeing that transformation on panel is really awesome and really cool. So like, I hope that happens because if it's still just like I'm skinny Natalie Portman and then like, here's my hammer, like hey, it's if, not um, as impactful. Yeah. Well, you know, because obviously since the hammer is destroyed, they could go back to Nino Valier. Peter Dinklage could come back as the dwarf, and they could make her a new Mjolnir, and they'll and this Mjolnir could transform. Um, if they're if they are going with full Aethor, then Natalie Portman's gonna be like like skinny, cancer ridden um, Jane Foster. That's, that's I, I just can't get, see them doing anything else. Yeah, and I then can't. she gets the and then this hammer does transform her into Lady Thor, fully armored, ready to kick ass and take names. Uh, I cannot see Natalie Portman have wanting to come back unless it was the cancer story. Yeah. yeah. I just I I think that's part of what sold her. Um, I I feel that in my bones. Man, this- uh, it's uh, I just would wonder what is the impetus to create another hammer. See that's that's where yeah that's my question. And that's Brandon, my question. That's as well. where you you throw a huge wrench in like the idea of this because you're right because like. Uh, like like Thor becomes unworthy, and then she picks up the hammer and becomes Thor. So like that, it is very different in the movies now because he is worthy. So like, is he going to become unworthy, or is she just going to become worthy? And like, well, see, that's what I, that's what I think. I think she's probably. I think somehow there is another hammer um, because Stormbreaker is Thor's. Yes, and Storm and we know Stormbreaker works even less like the, uh, like Mjolnir. Yes, it has um, more power. Yeah, so so I think Thor has has Stormbreaker, but Natalie Portman will have a hammer that could transform her into I something I absolutely else. trust Taika Waititi, so like whatever reason to get her hammer is probably going to be good. Like I I completely believe in Maybe that. Maybe it comes out of the multiverse of madness. <laughs> oh, it could. Jeez Louise. It could. Evil you, Thor. you never know. It could. I'm. In a, it's all connected, baby. So, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is like the most Flash Gordon looking thing ever, and I'm oh, like, 100%. oh hundred percent. Oh my god, I, love that I don't need. I don't need I don't need live action Flash Gordon because one I'm getting animated, hey, but this is my live action. That Flash logo I like that logo a lot. That's, that reminds me of like He Man. That reminds me of like '80s hair metal bands. That's like yeah, I'm into this. Uh, there's yeah, there's been Very a lot of this. there's been a lot of running with the idea that uh, Valkyrie and Jane could be a thing, and I. I feel you'll have to do a lot of legwork to convince me that this is not a hollow progressive for progressive sake move. I already see, and people are speculating that um, they might bring Angela into this movie, who is Thor's sister. Um, but that's just out of nowhere for sure. no reason. But um, yeah, this this is the this is the Steve Bucky situation where like they immediately see two characters together, so they ship them. And I'm like, uh, I I get it, right. Jane Foster is not like she's 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 heterosexual. And of course, that could change. And I'm like, and I'm all for like Tessa Thompson came out saying uh, she's a queen, a king looking for a queen. Yes. I'm all for her hitting on Jane. Yes, but if Jane's reciprocating it and they don't do proper legwork to convince me that that makes sense, yes, give me the legwork. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, because honestly, like that idea at this moment, just hearing about it, I'm like that sounds really hollow. Yeah, uh, yeah. force. Isn't in the comics that Jane Foster Thor ends up with uh, um, Sam Wilson for a hot bit? Okay, not ends up with, but they no, date she's for dating a two sec? people because two different people were writing the comic. She was dating uh-huh. Sam Wilson, and then she was dating someone else at the time as well. Yes. I oh. forget who though, but Wilson. she was definitely the, she makes out with Sam Wilson in the Avengers book, and then she's making out with someone else in her book. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that definitely happened. Oh, Never yeah. mind. But like again, like 
this is oh man, this is a, a weird tangent we don't need to get to. But like they made they made Iceman gay in the comics, right? Yeah. We just read a comic where Iceman was very clearly like making out with chicks, right? Oh he yeah, very and, much a ladies' man. So when they do a hard shift, I'm just like, I'm gay. I don't have a problem with making character gay, but when you make it a ladies' man character we, out of nowhere, we talked about this on the podcast a while we? back. Okay, yeah, remember, we yeah. talked about it when it happened that like that was a very hollow move, and everybody felt it because it's like, yeah, this is a guy who has clearly been attracted to only women for a long for time, literally decades, and you just suddenly said he's gay yeah. uh, so if you just suddenly say that Jane is bisexual if you explore that sure but you need to give me you need to give me leg room it can't just happen immediately yeah just gonna go back to the story real quick um, for for this movie uh, obviously you know it can't it cannot be a one-to-one translation of the mighty Thor comic um, much much like everything in the MCU it will be adapted to fit the universe um, I'm very curious to see what those adaptations are going to be same mm-hmm. yeah I am as well uh, I'm I'm very excited um, I think I was telling Ryan that I think because uh, we were talking about like the possibility of gardens and I'm like it would not shock me at all if Chris Hemsworth comes along with a guardian or two in tow with him. And yeah. He's oh yeah, we didn't even we can briefly briefly like I don't think I don't think Chris Hemsworth is going to be like the lead in this movie. I think no. he's going to be he's going to be in Guardians three, but be in this Thor four a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be as present as. Maybe a bit more present than Iron Man in Homecoming. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah, like he's in it enough yeah. to like be around, but like this sh- this should be if you're going to make a a Jane Foster Thor movie, make it Jane Foster's movie. Now, now let me tell you, uh, if you would ask me which of the main Avengers were going to get a fourth movie, Thor was not on that dude, list. I know, right? Nope. And, and it'd be Jane Foster Thor. Like uh, dude, Thor was on that list after Ragnarok for me. That's crazy. Well, of course, Ragnarok's well, good, but it's not what you immediately think. Like Thor's the one that makes it. I, it was. It was for me. Yeah. Uh, once Ragnarok happened, and uh, Taika Waititi said, "I'd like to do a Thor four, and Chris Hemsworth was uh, clearly having a better time playing Thor. I was like, Chris Hemsworth seems like the guy we're not going to let go of. Yeah. Yeah, he's That's still. Fair. Yeah, and he renewed his contract, right? For a bunch oh yeah. Of- Oh yeah, yeah, for a he, while. He's he yeah he got like a five a new five picture deal or something like that. Men in Black didn't work out. He needs that money. So I guess uh, <laughs> so. That's all our Marvel Studios uh, news from the Comic Con yeah, panel. They, yeah, they left. That's it. They they left after that. Wait, Mahershala Ali, what are you doing in our living room? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you putting on that baseball cap, you madman? So oh my so God. I I I did turn off my phone. Me too. After the Thor the Thor news, I was Me like, okay, too. well we're done. And then I lo- turned it on again. I was like, what? <laughs> when you texted us, Brandon, I thought you were joking. Oh, no. And then I, I went to Twitter, and then everybody in my Twitter feed so, was like, ah! Uh, so what happened at the panel is Kevin Feige went, obviously there's still more than this uh, to say. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, Fantastic Four, not even to mention Mutants. Mother and Effer. Ant-Man Wait. 3. You all know those are coming. Uh so we'll we'll get to it later. D twenty three is around the corner. Did no, he didn't say Ant Man three. I put Ant Man three there. He said the word mutants. No, but he said he didn't say the word mutants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I dude, I know. Like he knows, he, he, he knows who he's word. teasing. He just needed to say the word. So yeah, <laughs> our Lord uh, and Savior. D twenty three is around the corner. Maybe I'll just leave you with this one other thing. Mahershala Ali comes out. Mahershala Ali is Blade. Mother effort. Yes. Yeah, Mahershala Ali is Blade. Uh, that was shocking unexpected and one of the coolest casting announcements I've ever seen in my life. For real. Cause oh. like, that's like, that's like, fa- that's like fan casting. Like everyone like wanted him. Cause he's like, Oh, he's such and, a cool guy. And afterwards he was like, what, why did, Bl- why did blade make sense? Like, well, because Marshall Ali was available and he wants to do blade. So we we're like, okay, let's do blade. Yeah. They made <laughs> and, uh, the mistake quote unquote of killing his character. So like he, he, he was available. <laughs> like, like, you know, yeah. whatever those Netflix shows, wherever they are in limbo, but like, yeah. 
He's back, baby. Yeah, I, but but he did he did clarify that Blade is not part of Phase Four. Phase Five. That's true. Um, which actually led me to believe that these other films that he said, you know, not to mention, you know, we didn't talk about these films. I don't. I think this is Phase Four. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think Phase Five will see Captain Marvel two, Black Panther two. Yeah. Because uh, Phase Four will end in 2021, so far as we know. This is yeah. just two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of content though because uh, it's not just movies I brought this, anymore. I brought this up with Ryan because this has happened before. This happened when he announced Phase Three. I 100% believe this. Uh, Spider-Man Three is most likely landing in the summer of 2021, probably in that same July 100%, slot. 100, yeah. Uh, I absolutely believe that. I do not see them waiting till 2022 or 2023 to follow up on Peter Parker's Especially story. I, with what happened? I agree not, with that. Not with uh, him not showing up anywhere else for those two years. Yeah. They will be putting a Spider-Man movie there. Sony will and, want uh, to do that. This and then yeah. you know, this is Marvel's panel. Like they have, they own Spider-Man, but they don't own Spider-Man. So also, like, Far From Home just came out. It's not surprising we're not ago. hearing about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. I, I definitely. Believe believe spider-man 3 is somewhere in this phase 4 announcement as well and will be added later i agree uh to probably the summer 2021 spot yeah, i agree yeah i'd be i'd i'd, I'd see that i could totally see that because uh, there's a lot of threads in that in that film that i feel like like in captain marvel it was also a surprise to me that they didn't announce it uh because they did talk about like spider-man and captain marvel they're the faces of the mcu going forward or they were at least talking about captain marvel being that when her movie was coming out so yeah. You know, interesting stuff to see, but there's a lot of really unique, different content coming out for these for this next phase. Yes, uh, Co- Comicsgate people had the worst day today. Yeah, nothing yeah. but diversity, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Blink, also... get away from my computer. <laughs> there's a little Blink. No, get off my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sparks. We almost had a meltdown. Uh, Sparks can't just jumped on Ryan's computer. Sorry, guys. Okay, uh, so yeah, I I think that with phase four being filled with 10 things because they are considering the shows as extra films it's um, a lot it's a lot of stuff uh it, it makes sense that it's going this way um but it is just two years so there's going to be so much more to announce and it does seem that uh i told you that i looked back at what kevin feige said about uh comic-con and d23 before comic-con happened and he said in previous years uh where we've done both we kind of bring the same show uh, I'm paraphrasing him, but like we kind of bring the same show this year. We're we're trying to divvy them up, kind of make them feel like their own unique experiences. So this basically says absolutely they're announcing entirely different things at D23, a part two of this announcement. I also imagine uh, they will do some Marvel stuff, but it'll probably be a lot of Star Wars stuff because they didn't do any Star Wars stuff here. I mean, for sure, but we're talking specifically just about Kevin Feige's oh, uh, yeah, okay. presence. Yeah. He will come out with a... A extra. I imagine twenty twenty three and twenty twenty uh twenty twenty two are uh oh. on that announcement Man, list. Man, I don't know. That's, that's ballsy. Even yeah, if he I'm doesn't, not... even if he doesn't announce every title, probably going to talk about them. Yeah, I don't know if I'm if I uh, I don't know, especially after the blade comment. I don't know if I believe that now. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm just looking at... He said four days before Comic-Con D23, both, uh, because we're doing both, we want to divvy it up and make both I unique. Bet a lot of, I bet D23 has all that Hulu stuff, like MODOK, and uh, uh, what are the other shows that they're getting? Uh, but why would that be part of the Marvel Studios panel? They're not directly involved with this. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, it would, no, that, you're right. Would be, that would be Marvel... No, um, right. That would be Marvel I'm sure television. they will talk about that in the... Dis- uh, in, like... Probably there's going to be like a Disney Plus plus Hulu I just, I, conversation. I just thing. feel like this was such a huge announcement. Like they, they, they can't do it again, unless they do. <laughs> unless they do, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, D 
Yeah. Especially, he, come on, the way he baited that ending, like, hey, D23's around the corner, here's all these things, you know those are coming. Yeah, you're true. You're it's, right. it's, it's happening. It's happening. Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we are very spoiled to be like, well, wh- wh- where's the rest? <laughs> where's, yeah, where's my but season it, three? Where's my next but it is, But it is really exciting. Like, I, like I, I looked at this, and, you know, there's no Avengers movie in, in this phase so far. Uh, I don't think there should be uh, right now. I agree, but I think that oh. this is this is something new, and uh, they know they they know what I always suspected suspected they know, but they proved it that they know they have to change up their formula uh, so that they can keep delivering content at, at the best of their ability. And what's the most crazy is we knew about e- almost every single one of these movies. But they're also unique in their own ways, like, you know, Scarlet Witch and the multiverse or Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Like, yeah. every, like, oh, we knew Doctor Strange was coming out. Oh, but the multiverse, uh-huh. like, everything is so cool. And, like, well, this we, is this is definitely, like, the crazy, like well, the even, craziest phase. Even Thor 4, the second Natalie Portman walks out and she's holding Mjolnir and it's revealed that she's going to be. That shit is still crazy. That's like, are you effing kidding me? This is great. You, when Hugo Weaving walks on stage, then I will believe anything because that's that's the that's the one. He he's not coming back. Yeah. If I ever see Hugo Weaving on stage, I I will I can't marry you, Ben. I will marry Kevin Feige. <laughs> the next Disney Plus series is uh, the Red Skull Cosmic Adventurer. Don't even uh, pretend, and, man. And it's Hugo Weaving walking out. It's just like a narrative. It, I just I just set, believe in the script that they put in, in front that, of me. What was the what was the thing that the uh, the Russo brothers talked about? They said that they had an idea. Of of showing Captain America putting the stones away oh, yeah. with Red Skull with him. What an uh, what an awkward conversation. <laughs> no, there's this great meme of uh, Red Skull of like um, Tony and Captain America going to get the Soul Stone, and then they're all like Tony, son of whatever your name is, Steve, son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, man, it's been seventy years and I can't escape you. <laughs> yeah, this is all very exciting. Yeah. Hey guys, that was I will, I will say. Uh, that I agree on the sense that th- I don't think there should be an Avengers film in the next two years. I agree. Uh, when when we were originally picturing these phases as the same length as previous phases, I was like, yeah, there absolutely should phase be. Phase three was a another lot Avengers of movies, film, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. It was. It was. Uh, phase three was longer than the others. Um, I expected something phase two length. Uh, for this and and if you're only looking at films, that's not what's happening. But if you're looking at the Disney Plus series as well, then it is. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's only over two years, and then I I'm certain we get here more again. They at D23. On, on you know whenever they do those those phase timelines, they put the TV shows. So like those TV shows are just as important as the movies, right? So I think like yeah, if this is our entire phase four, no, it's not as many movies, but we have five TV shows too. Yeah, that's a shit ton of content. That's more. That's like how how many movies are in those TV shows? That's like four or five movies in there. Like that's. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of content, baby. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A good time tons of, to be a Marvel. Tons fan. of content, and I, I just can't stress enough how how unique it is. And it's just it's yeah. so refreshing to see. A hundred percent. And I'm really glad that they decided to do Shang Chi after they had Iron Fist. Yeah, because this too. is they're actually going to make a really good martial arts. And movie. Uh, I, I have a I have I have at one time said I have no desire to see a rated R Marvel movie. Uh, Feige even said he has no desire to make one. But with the announcement of Blade, I'm like. Oh, I think I want to see a rated R Marvel see, movie. <laughs> I I agree, but like Blade's been in the comics like the last couple of years, and he's been PG thirteen, so like they can make it work. But like, just do yeah. rated R. Just be, just do it. Just do it. You can do it. We'll see. I think we'll see. You can de- like I said this about Deadpool. You can make anything R rated into PG thirteen easy. Mm-hmm. Just take out a couple of f bombs and a couple of blood. <clears> Yo, man, movie. they released Deadpool to add a PG thirteen rating, and apparently it wasn't good. <laughs> well, they did they did it wrong. They just cut out the butt of the, each joke. Oh yeah, bad editing. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's bad editing, but you can do a PG-13 Deadpool very simply. Yeah. You just probably shouldn't. Yes, you probably shouldn't. So speaking of probably shouldn't thing, that's the end of this podcast. We're at a ripe old age of two hours and 35 minutes. Not as bad as E3, but let's stay here another hour. Let me tell you guys about Gilgamesh. <laughs> okay. Dude, uh, I'm going to bed. No, no. I'm in enough trouble as it is with my girlfriend. Yeah, I need to go to sleep. Uh, it's, it's tales all this time. Let's talk about uh, Mike Matola. Mike Matola is a great guy. I want to thank him for doing our logos. He yeah, does them every yeah, week. Yeah. You can find him at Mike Matola, right, Brandon? Mike Matola? Yep, that's, okay, cool. at Mike Matola. At Mike Matola. Uh, he's going to be our on next week's episode of the podcast, I believe, right? Yes. So, yep. Hell yeah, look forward to that. I want to thank Funko for being an affiliate. If you guys want to use the link in this description, you can get uh, 10% off by using the code SHOP10. Go to Funko.com, buy some cereal, buy some shirts, throw us some cash money. I would like to thank our Patreon supporters, if we have any. If not, where are you guys at? I miss you. <laughs> um, hey, guys, uh, throw in a couple bucks. You know, keeps the light on, uh, the single light that we have on. I appreciate you. It's really late, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> T Public, uh, we have new Basement Arcade shirts. We, we have, you know, Miscellaneous, uh, uh, Fake Nerd Podcast, all I will stuff. Tease something. I will tease something about T Public. Uh, we do have fake nerd pod- podcast t-shirts. We do have miscellaneous t-shirts. Uh, we do have basement arcade t-shirts. Those are our three main shows. Um, but I am going to work it work out a way for the next two months uh, to have uh, at least four new shirt designs up there by the end of two months. That's my goal. And I've got some cool ideas. Uh, I think everyone's going to be really excited about. This. I have an idea, Brandon. How about we all design a shirt together? <laughs> Well, I, 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 one shirt, one shirt, um, Ben, Ben knows about, but he keeps forgetting. Uh, 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 Jen is designing it. Um, oh, uh, so yeah. Oh, okay, don't okay, be cool. a dick. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Cool, All cool. right. That's a cool. Yeah. One. Okay. Um, but the other shirts I have, you know, I, I not even in start yet, but that's my goal to get more stuff up on that merchandise page because I want to build that up and, cool. and try to get that, get some cool stuff up there. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. I want to thank. The listeners, because without you, why are we even doing this? I would be doing it anyway because I'm a madman. I love hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. I want to thank Jeremy Vellucci. He always has our theme music. You can find him at... at <sighs> nope, it's not on here. What is it, Brandon? It's, it's Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. At Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, yeah. He has also Suburban <laughs> Proctologist, which is currently not having any new seasons, but the old stuff's available? No, not yet. No, no it's not. not. You have to put it back up on the air. It's coming up. Okay, guys, just get ready for that suburban proctologist. Get ready for Procto. He's a crazy guy. I love it. I actually did listen to all of it. I liked it. I'm, I believe it. What if I was lying to you? Um, yeah, I, I, I want to... Would you believe it? it. Okay. I, I wouldn't believe you were lying. Okay, cool. I want to I wanna hopefully get those episodes up soon. Yeah, get them on the feed, baby. Uh, so yeah. yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Mike. Uh, they, they, you know, help, help put the show together. Um... Oh, Jeremy, I also like to mention he's in a couple bands. He's in uh, The Element and Treasure Town. Yes. Te- Treasure Town? Yeah. Yeah. Go support artists. Artists seeking artists. Cool. Um, hey, guys, if you want to get involved, if you want to talk to us, you can find us at twitter.com slash fake nerd podcast, instagram.com slash fake nerd podcast, facebook.com slash fake nerd podcast. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at fake nerd guys at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm like I'm losing it. I'm so sleepy. Uh, if you'd like to find me, I'm DJ Tony Snark at everything on the internet. Just type it in. I'm there. Am I missing anything before we go into this? Uh, no. Do yeah. I sound great? Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. Go ahead and check it out. Please. This, a video of this will be up. 
uh, Fake Nerd Podcast well on YouTube. Look it up. Yes. yes. Subscri- like, like, subscribe. Basement hit Arcade, the- uh, Swamp Thing, uh, all, all the good stuff. Like, subscribe, hit the bell so you know when new shit gets posted because episodes. it goes up whenever we can. Yes, subscribe. Computer problems. Yes. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are on all those podcast providers. Rate and review, please. Um, ben Magnet, where are you at? I don't oh, think you uh, said. On the internet, I'm on ben, at Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparkies. Sparks Witty on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. BT, hit me with the McClure. I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's not your handle. <laughs> uh, BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Uh, find us on all the things. It's real late. I hope I hope you guys had a great Comic Con. Hey, Can't where are you on the year? internet? DJ Tony Snark? Yeah, he, he said it. Oh, he's it. Okay. Hey, if you guys didn't know, I'm DJ Tony Snark. You can find me everywhere, including pronhub.com. I'm just listening to Brandon breathe right now. Speaking of breathing, let's all go to sleep. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Go vote next year. Stay fake nerds. Stay fake Stay nerds. Stay fake nerds. Stay fake nerds. Ben, are you guys doing this on the TV? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Magic. That's cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's my yeah. computer, baby. It's Magic the Gathering. Oh, we'll talk about that. Hey, I played some of that this weekend. I'm jealous. And you're more, the next time Jeff is down here, he has 14 decks for you to use. Baby, I got my own deck. Cool. I don't need any other person's deck, okay? Well, he, it's a big. I don't need to be touching bi- anybody. I have a deck. huge black deck. Oh God! It's um, it's a zombie deck. I know. Call? I actually just got a. I was playing with. The also, black- my deck's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, I just got a um. A Leaving this in. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, 